welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am absolutely thrilled to be sitting in this chair spending this time with you tonight. <laughs> you have no idea. I want to let you know real quick, the number to call in, thank you, Martha, for letting me know you can hear me. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read tonight. We have some stuff to go over, so while I am doing this, make sure you're getting out your pens, your pencils, your quills, notebooks, parchment, whatever it is that you write with because we will be getting to our Inspiration from the Inkwell mini-workshop in just a moment. First, I need to say some thank yous. I want to thank Christopher Ryan for jumping in last week when I was stuck driving home. It was really fun hosting with him while I was driving, except for when my calls dropped. That was a, a brand new first speakeasy experience for me, driving on or hosting on the drive. It really was, except for when my calls dropped, and that that was not so great. But you know what? That's one of the things that I actually love about this community that we've built. We keep things fun, you know, and and it doesn't matter what goes on, be it tech issues or me driving through a mountain pass. You know, we may not always do this pretty, but we always do it, right? You know, we're not, we don't have that pretentious facade of having to speak publicly and to be so cool. You know, we're cool because we're not cool because we are cool. Does that make sense? I don't think so. Anyway, you guys, you still have a few more days to get in your poetry for prizes. And for this, we are writing poems of place. You have until August 31st to get your poems in. So you have a few more days. I don't think we have another show before then. Nope, we don't have. We have Today, two, one, two, three, four, five, five more days counting today to get your poems in. Now, remember, these are poems of place. They're not poems about you. They're not poems about you in a place. It is exclusively about the place itself. The place must be the subject and focus of your poem. You can have people in it, like the reflection of faceless people walking past the shop windows as using in like a descriptive thing in your poem. So you can have people in it and stuff, but you just can't, the, the place itself has, I mean, if you're going to write a poem about Paris, it has to be about Paris, not about you in Paris. Okay, just letting you know that. To be entered into the drawing, you can post your poems on my page and or come read it here on the speakeasy. Each poem that you post on my page gets you entered into the drawing one time. If you come and read your poem on the show, that gets you entered into the poem or the, the contest two times. If you do both, you are entered into the drawing four times, so it doubles if you do both. Now, there's a lot of you I know that know about this and have not entered your poems of place yet, and shame on you because you have no idea how cool the prizes are. And I don't want to tell you what the prize is because, you know, then it's like I'm having to bribe you to do this. You should just do this because it's fun. But if you win the drawing, you'll, you'll understand. Your life will be changed forever because of this prize. All right, to recap, the place has to be the subject of your poem. You must post the poem directly on my page. Do not tag me. 
Okay, if you tag me, it will not show up. It will not be entered. So do not tag me. Go over and post it directly onto my page. At the top of your post, you can write something like poem of place for me that catches my attention. And then remember the poems can be any style or any length. So you could sit down tonight and write 50 poems. You could write 50 haiku poems about different places. I went to the store. I bought a can of cream corn. It was really gross. That was a haiku. I just did that off the fly. You like that? <laughs> um, actually, that wasn't a poem of place because it talked about me buying cream corn. See, I messed up. But anyway, you get the idea, right? 50 poems of place. I went to this. The store was busy. People were everywhere. There was a big sale. Okay, that was better. That's a poem about the place itself. Anyway, write 50 haikus, put them on there, and you get entered into the drawing 50 times. So it's not too late to get your name in there. Bunches of times, you guys. And remember, post it on my page. Do not tag me. All right. I want to take a quick moment and thank our sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and contributed towards our 2023 broadcasting license. I really, really appreciate you guys. The whole community does because... We would not be here were it not for you guys. When we first started this 16 years ago, it was affordable for me to do. But 16 years later, the price has gone far beyond what I could do by myself. So were it not the help from you guys, the community. And it really is awesome because this year we had just as many listeners contribute as we did readers. So anyway, I want to thank those sponsors. They are Annabelle Asher, Anthony Arnold. Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley. Oh, this one's messed up. Why is this one messed up? Hang on, hang on. We got George Wiley. Pull my other sheet. Okay, George Wiley. Gary and Noreen Snyder, <laughs> Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shesick. Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Hathaway, God, I've done that every single time, Rich, I love you so much, I'm so sorry, Robert and May Ryan, which you may like to know is Christopher Ryan's mommy and daddy, they helped this year too, Terry Galloway and Timothy Melton, I also want to thank those of you who very beautifully made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, the music man, John Kays, Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Yes, it's still hard for me to get through this list. These are such amazing people. I am so thankful that their fingerprints are in my brain and I carry them with me incredible so every time every time i say every time i read charles his name i always want to go charles cd banks and then i can't do it because it makes me want to cry anyway okay love these guys love you guys thank you thank you thank you those of you helped contribute towards our broadcasting license this year we are coming up on in let's see august september three months we'll be celebrating our 17th anniversary so you got three months' notice to write something cool and amazing and awesome for our anniversary show. Okay, 
I hope you have your pencils and quills and ink pots and paper and journals and notebooks out because <laughs> guess what? It is time for boom inspiration from the inkwell our mini workshop. Now, as I go through this, if you do not get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab what you missed. Remember, we have 16 years worth of podcasts on here, you guys. If you're ever sitting there, can't think of something to write, pull up one of the shows. It's in the first 15 minutes. It's a great tool to utilize in your inspiration arsenal. So we're doing, this is a new one this week, and it's... uh, going to be your impromptu writing assignment. We have not been doing writing assignments for a while, but it's getting towards the end of the summer, and so I want to start implementing those in there again. An assignment is different than a prompt because it takes a little bit of legwork. It's doing things like this that's going to help keep your creative side active and alert and paying attention to the things around you that can really inspire you. So I'm hoping to change these out and have some, something fun for you each week. This week, this week's assignment is called Overheard Conversations. And this, by the way, was a prompt given by Susan Chase. So Overheard Conversations is literally what this assignment is, Overheard Conversations. This week I want you to pay attention to the things you overhear people saying around you. And then I want you to write them down so yeah, you have to carry a pen and a paper with you. Get those little journals. You guys, you're writers. If you're writing stuff on your phone all the time, you're not as cool as those of us who are writing. I'm saying, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, I almost thought, you know, that's not really not. No. Those of you who are writing all that stuff on your electronic phones are not as cool as the people who are still using paper and pencil journals. Because what if your phone dies? What if there's an apocalypse and there's no electricity and you can't charge your phone anymore? Everything's gone. Write it on paper. Even if you write it on your phone, go back and write it into a journal. I'm telling you, you have to you have to be able to hold it in your hands. Paper. Paper cuts is where it's at, you guys. Okay, so anyway, write down bits and pieces of conversations you hear people talking about during the week, and then I want you to piece them together into a bit of writing. Now, that can be a poem or a, uh, a prose or it can be a story. I'm not going to limit you. This is just an assignment to have fun with. So what you do with that is up to you, but it must be made up of overheard conversations. And you can add other things to it. It doesn't matter. But use the things that you overhear people saying to piece together a poem. Next, let's jump right in and give you this week's all-important poetry prompts. As I go through these, keep in mind that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are intended to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title that you use for your poem. You can use the prompt as a line in your poem, or you can use it as a general concept of your poem, such as, you know, if you wrote a poem about war but never actually used the word war, but we understand this about war, then that's using it as the general concept of the poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So let's get started. Number one. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. All of these prompts are coming from you guys, and this week you guys were phenomenal. Now, usually I put it up and I get maybe 10, 
12 people responding. This week, last count, actually I'm going to give you current count. Let's get over there onto that. Let's refresh this page. Na, 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 na. Here we have, scrolling down to my listing, 73 comments this week. 73. So all the prompts on here, there's a couple I put on here, but all of these are ones that you guys have given me, which is really, really cool. I really love doing this. Normally, you know, for the last 16 years, I would think of them every single week. And one week, you know, I, I made it sound like I was doing something new and cool, but it's because I just didn't have time to get it done, and I had no prompts, and I was about half hour before show starts, so I threw it up there, and you guys came through for me like champs. But this week, I don't know, this week's like Olympi, Olymp gold medal week of all because, and people, someone's still typing in comments. So I'm going to have a plethora of, of uh, prompts to choose from. So thank you guys. I absolutely love that you are doing those. And it makes it more fun for me because this is about you guys and these are your prompts things. So anyway, let's get started. <laughs> Number one, what if I told you? What if I told you? Number two, like when we were five. When we were five. Three, things I stole from you. Things I stole from you. Four, if dogs could write poetry. If dogs could write poetry. Number five, in the end, we all come back here. In the end, we all come back here. Number six, nobody told me. Nobody told me. Number seven, won't be no doormat. Doormat. Number eight, where are my black pants? Where are my black pants? Number nine, at the edge of the highway at the edge of the highway. 10, just painting pretty pictures. Just painting pretty pictures. Number 11, when they pull the covers, when they pull the covers off. 13, drums and chickens. I love this one too. Drums and chickens. Number 14, running out of ink. Running out of ink. And number 15, and just like that, and just like that. Now, remember, you can write a poem using like one, one poem per prompt. You can write a poem to every single one of these prompts, which would just be amazing. You could mix and match them and use number 7 and 10 and 5 and then jump down and get number 14 and use those ones together in a poem. Or if you're feeling really super froggy and want to challenge yourself, how about using all 15 prompts? Mm-hmm. All of them in one poem. I think you can do it. So, yeah, that's your prompts. Now, before you write to those prompts, remember that you need, you need to do your pick-apart-a-prompt. It took me a long time to be able to say that without biting my tongue. Your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. This exercise is to highlight what you do with a prompt before you write to it is more important than what you actually write. When we hear something that inspires us, our brain, like a computer, it pulls up the last search we did, pulls up what's familiar, what we've looked at the most, 
your brain does the same thing, muscle memory. You hear something that inspires you, and immediately you're gonna, this idea is going to jump in your head, and you're going to think, oh, God, my news is so sexy. And you're going to sit down and you're just going to start writing away. But what you're doing is responding to the typical, the ordinary, the common. What I want you to do is find things inside you that are past that. What is beyond those? You don't have to write about orange leaves when I say the word October. Okay? So let's get away from the typical and find those things a little bit deeper. So to start this, what I would like you to do is I would like you to open up your journals to a clean journal. Yeah, I had to throw the journal in there. Open your journals to a clean journal page. And starting at the top, I want you to write down the first prompt. And next to that, I would like you to write down at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to write the ideas for six different poems you could write to that prompt. When you're done with that one, go to number two, number three, all the way down until you get to the end and have at least six different ideas for six different poems, or six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 15 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not get to the end of this exercise without writing something amazing. Somewhere, something along the way is going to grab you, and it's just going to be awesome. You're going to need to smoke a cigarette after you're done writing it. Also, remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input. In order to have output, feed your brains. You are what you eat. This applies to what you feed your brain as well. As our writer's discipline, it's the thing that we do to make sure that our wheels stay greased and you know, our, our, our joints are oiled and and you know, things are running smoothly, you have to do something every single day that's going to keep that part of you active and working. You know, that's what happens. People will sit there, something will come up and they have to go and, you know, they have to adult over here and adult over there and do this for a week. And then they sit down and I, it's like, God, I've had no time myself. I haven't written anything in a week. I have writer's block. No, you don't have writer's block. If you can pick up a pen and write something on a piece of paper, I am writing something on a piece of paper. Write that. You are writing. Therefore, you do not have writer's block, all right? This will help with that. It's something simple, something easy you can do every single day, and that is every single day write a haiku poem. And I don't care if you don't like haiku poems. Don't write a haiku poem. Then just write down a sentence that has 17 syllables. Maybe that's a better way to put it. A haiku poem. It's three lines, five, seven, five syllable count on those lines. So each day go out into the world and find something worth those 17 syllables and all your rushing from A to B and chasing everything else that everyone else has you doing. Stop, pause for a moment, find those syllables, find your haiku. And if it isn't perfect when you write it, I don't care. Go back and fix it later. Add something, take something away. But just write it down when you hear it. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to yourself. That's, that's my, that is my words of wisdom. I'm sitting here with my legs crossed in my chair, my hands held in front of me. Those are your words of wisdom for the week. Pay attention to yourselves. I just watched Bill and Ted, sorry. All right, 
So closing this out, I'm going to run through the poetry prompts for this week again very quickly. Number one, what if I told you two, like when we were five, three, things I stole from you, four, if dogs could write poetry, five, in the end, we all come back here, six, nobody told me, seven, won't be no doormat, eight, where are my black pants, nine, at the edge of the highway, ten, just painting pretty pictures, Number 11, when they pull the covers off. 13, drums and chickens. 14, running out of ink. And 15, and just like that. Okay, poets, that's it for this week's edition to Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. Now, I am going to play an audio track and the one that I picked out where did it go where did it go oh there it is okay so the one I picked out to play we always start and end every episode with a track played by you guys so if you have a track by the way that you want to have us put into the show's library and play on the air you can email those to me at the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com that is the T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, MP3 files, something like that in the subject line so that it catches my attention and we will get those ready to play. The one that I am going to start off the show with this week is by She Joy, and it's called The Lover's Game. Here you go. Love is a football match. No, I think love is a game of football. I take the ball, pass it to you with all my doubts at the center, my worries and broken sighs, questions of how long will you be here enough to watch me love you, till you are diagnosed of nothing except love. What if? What if this love is more game at the defense position? You. Me. Number six. Where no tension exists between our sentences. It is not sunsets and gardens made of roses to kiss you at dawn. It is match after match. It is team spirit, communication, visions aligning to form the perfect cluster. You toss the ball back and we begin this game of trust. Of songs that move our feet to dancing under storms and blue lights of waking up from the dust we created on this pitch in the dry season, to making everything count, to loving, leaving, treating each other right, of chanting songs of victory, washing our jerseys before the sun sets, is how we rekindle this passion, breath beneath our skin, how we understand and respond, with our lips sealing every vow, every covenant, how we make sense of everything senseless, how we laugh, cry, dance and pray together, just the two of us. Some days we will win, against stress, against us, against every seed planted that is not of us, and some days, baby, we will lose, to anger, to pride, to denial, yet every time together in prayer is our biggest win. And until we spill our love on this pitch, we will wrap more good morning kisses than scars on our knees. Score perfect goals because we're perfect for each other. Turn our insecurities into security badges. 
It couldn't be sweeter without God in the middle. I don't know why I see a work of art every time I look at your eyes. I just know you are God's masterpiece, specifically created for me. I know you are part of the puzzle piece, designed on this blank canvas with perfect veins. I do brush strokes in oil paint, painting our smiles and our sweetest memories just for us. To be reminded that our love is no fairy tale. It is blue paint mixed with red. It is green, fresh as the leaves that grow in the wet season. It is sunrise above our bedroom window. It is hot chocolate and coffee on a cold morning. It is good morning. It is every brushstroke painted as a prayer in whispers. It is moonlight all night long. And if love really is a game of football, I try not to stay offside, so my penalty won't keep me at the defense, as my goal is to win this match with my better house. I absolutely love that. And, you know, isn't it funny that we, I think sometimes we forget that, that, you know, as partners, we're on the same team. And I was telling a friend of mine the other day that every time you insist on winning a fight, every time you insist on being a winner, you're making your partner a loser. And what kind of a partner does that make you? Pick your fights. Okay. All right. So I am going to dun dun dun. What are we going to do now? I know what we're going to do next. Oh, I'm so excited. We are going to go to the callers. Yeah, right? Right? Right. Okay, so the number to call in if you would like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order you call in. So make sure you listen for that. When I bring you on the air, please make sure that you introduce yourself. Say, hi, Nyla. This is fill in the blank. Okay? Make sure that you introduce yourself. One, you want people to know who's reading. And two, we have 16 years worth of archived shows here. You always want to have your name attached to your work. So make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two normal poems or one long one. We actually have quite a few callers. The board's working beautifully, it seems. I'm excited about that. So two normal poems or one long poem. If it gets too busy tonight and I need to switch it back to where you can only read one, I will let you know when that happens. And if it happens on your turn, I am so sorry. All righty. Now, when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you, that you create a, a network of writers, that you know, people that inspire you, people you're inspired by, so, yeah, give out your URL. Come how to find you. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating for the show. So bound to hear just about anything on here, with the exception of hardcore 
erotica porn poems. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. You know, we aren't an adult-rated show. We're a mature-rated show. You know where that line is. I don't need to explain it. Don't cross it. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to announce our first callers after our first caller because this person, I mean, I feel like it's a, a, I, I should be making a cake or setting off fireworks or like getting all dressed up and and just because this has been a long time coming. I cannot tell you, seriously, how amazing this is tonight. Because our first caller is area code 702. Oh, stop with Jimmy. the cakes. <laughs> How long, you guys, every single show, forever, I get this, I called in right here and still I'm third in line. He's been trying so long. It's been like a personal goal for him. I know it has to be first caller on. And tonight it's happened. And I just want to take a moment to recognize the dedication it has taken to make this happen. And I'm proud of you. This is going to make me shy now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist uh, Actually, I think I was first last week But you weren't there to witness it, so it doesn't count <laughs> That's true but I don't, If I don't see it, there's not a video It didn't happen Nyla, we, uh, good, great to have you back Welcome back, by the way um, Thank you I am here in the dungeon And uh, You know, we talk about different uh where inspiration comes from um and it can come from anywhere and that's why i'm all in with the encouragement for um not only reading but uh getting out uh, you know take everything in even if you're in a mundane situation you're at work you're at the store take everything that you see and you hear in because you never know where that inspiration is going to come from um Occasionally, I'll read a news story, and it just hits me, and I have to write about it. That's what happened with uh, Luna and Lamb. Um, and then also, uh, and you know how pain, painfully, I shouldn't say painfully, painlessly easy it is for me to uh, sometimes whip the poems out, you know, five, ten minutes done, <clears throat> and because uh, it just flies in. And occasionally, there are times where <clears throat> it doesn't come like that. It takes a long time. There's a poem I've been working on um, for a couple months now. It's about a guy named Rashim Carter, and uh, it's a real event. You can Anyone who's listening can Google the, uh, the name and find out uh, at least what we know or what we're told happened to him. And, um, but I, I had to put it aside because it has to be just – ha- this one has to be perfect. Uh, because there's some real injustices going on here. So uh, that one will be coming. I wasn't buttering you up for that one. However, I did read a story today, wrote this today, and I bring it to you. Both poems uh, tonight will be speakeasy exclusives. And um, this one is called, uh, tentative title, I'm not real crazy about it, is Detained at Home. A good friend of mine, Kieran P. Baird from Scotland, 
who's a wonderful poet uh, who specializes in nature, uh, poetry, and photography, came up with the name House Arrest. And I like it, but I'm not sure. I'll let you decide. But here's the poem. This is Detained at Home. A man and his wife bought their first home with joy they visited to explore, noticing a man watching through his blinds from the residence located next door. As they were leaving, the neighbor ran out to accost them right at the curb. The man looked up in surprise and said, is there a problem, sir? I don't know why y'all in our neighborhood, we don't take kindly to criminals and thieves. This was so far out of left field, something the couple could scarcely believe. You were mistaken, said the man. We just bought this house. Find the lease. Oh, you can't afford this here house, so save your hogwash for the police. Before long, the cops did arrive, told the man to not make a sound, then promptly cuffed him and his wife and put them on the ground. Ten minutes later, the builder showed up and explained the situation. Finally, the couple were free only after abject humiliation. As the man and his wife drove off, the neighbor flipped him the bird. The man kept silent, clenched his jaw, and exited the neighborhood without a word. This tale I've told you is quite true. I'm sure you've guessed why they were attacked. Simply for buying in a white neighborhood. Oh, and because they were black. End poem. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah, Absolutely just, amazing. Uh, and when you're reading through, the, I love that this is something Jimmy does, you guys. Before he reads on the air, he messages me the poems he's going to read most of the time. Sometimes he makes me be a surprise. But that way I'm able to read through them while he's reading. And something that I noticed that you do exceptionally well in all of your writing is – it's like the word curb and sir absolutely do not rhyme at all. But when you read them, it's almost like writing lyrics for a song because songwriting lyrics are famous for this. It's how you say them. It's where you put the stress syllables. You can make anything rhyme, right? Mm-hmm. But you do – predictable rhymes bother me, and you absolutely do not use predictable rhymes at all. So kudos to that. But I love this, and this is actually a news story, huh? Yeah, I, I'm not sure when it took place, but I, I read it today. And, um, you know, you, it's like you know – some things you know. You know, you know that um, racism exists, and, uh, but it hasn't been, at least for a long time, so openly blatant as it is today. Uh, and that's thanks to um, some notable public figures, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, that have made people who feel these things, uh, it's, it has, it's given them bravado to act. Yeah, way. it's made and them it's, brave. It's, 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 it's horrible. Called mob, it's called mob mentality. When you don't think you're standing yeah. alone, it's easy to behave badly. Yeah, it's, it's, it is that, and it's, it's that, and it's this justification, you know, um, or what they feel is justification. And in a way... You try to look at silver linings, you go, well, 
if there's any good to come out of this at all is that we don't have to guess about certain people anymore. And these poor mm-hmm. people who bought this house, now they know exactly who their new neighbor is. And if they're smart, um, they'll put up a security system and cameras. And, and if this guy tries anything, then, then they'll catch him in the act. But even the police act, actions in this were really uh, suspect as well. And it's just, it's sad. And, and, and these are things that we, me and you, Nyla, can never know uh, personally. But to put a story like this out and put it in poetry form and get it out there, uh, what I can hope for is that people will at least have an inkling of what, of what, pe- of what some people have to go through. Uh, and had to go through. So um, it's important. I think it is. Um, move, and then back to the rhymes too. Yeah, I call those almost rhymes. <laughs> so they're, uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're fun to do. And yeah, and and that's what we talk about. Spoken word is so uh, beautiful in that you can uh, enunciate where you want. I've read poetry for people. I've done my voice to poem work, and I've had a couple people that had a few. Uh, flow issues within the poem. And the one thing I don't do when I read another person's poem or make a video with it is uh, change it at all. Um, what I am able to do, and, I, and it's not a knock because I've, I've had plenty that uh, have had flow issues. I try to catch that before I release them. Um, and what I'm able to do when I voice the poem is I'm able to voice it in a way that makes it flow. So um, that said, special surprise for you. Uh, I don't have a new Wildwood poem. Uh, however, I do have, and it's been quite a while since we've had a new one of these, a new poem in the sideshow, Sheila Saga. Now, if you remember, I, I believe I read it on the air, uh, Lenore, one of the ways to keep Lenore alive in Abattoir was to write some poetry that was taken from her rhyming uh, diary. And this gave us some insight into some things that she experienced before her fateful end. And uh, one of the things she experienced was um, her, her um, uncle Mike, Mike the bartender, who is the only pivotal character in both stories, uh, took her and her sister Lorelai to a circus, and they saw the sideshow, and that's where she that was her one glimpse of sideshow Sheila. Uh, but she also, in that diary entry and that poem, mentions another character named Wolfman Jim. And I've been wanting to write his story for a while, and I finally got around to it. So this is from Sideshow Tales, which is the saga starring Sideshow Sheila. This is Wolfman Jim. I've seen much on this carnival haze. Brutal summer days and enough train smoke to choke a horse. Of course, he's becoming my livelihood. That much is understood. As much above as is below especially playing second fiddle in a wandering sideshow. I should have been the star. I'm a real live werewolf, no joke. But I ended up fixing wagon wheel spokes in between gigs. The jig is up, I thought. Uh, But then I got caught by her third eye. Sideshow Sheila. Now she was the top billing. Made the show a killing. And she touched my heart. Devlin had talked about splitting the show apart. Smooth sailing, he said, like the French River Loire. The only obstacle, that bastard Bette Noire. 
broke into Sheila's trailer one night on a bender. This side of hell told her not to tell. Ah, uh, but you know something? She did tell. She told me. I found him berating the freaks as usual. I told him I needed his advice. He turned away, and I whispered, Do not make me ask you twice. He came at once, eyes daring me, until I put my hand on his shoulder and showed him my big teeth. I told him, If you ever touch Sheila again, or harm any of these good folk, if I hear one cry or shout, I will use these teeth to rip your fucking throat out. He left well enough alone, for that is needless to say. However, his mean streak would return. But that is a tale for another day. End poem. Wow. (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) I love it. That that was incredible. Oh, I almost said maggot. I had to cough like a third of the way, two thirds of the way through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's you know what? It's so much fun uh, doing the characters, and and I think that's another. uh, If there's another reason that we want to give to some of the writers out there who haven't done spoken word yet, you know, have fun with it. Try it, even if you don't call in right away or or record it or, or post it as a video or a recording. Um, just have fun with it because that's ultimately what this is about. You know, we're having fun. We're expressing ourselves. Um, I write these poems and they're in first person and they're on paper and people read them and they can imagine what this guy sounds like. But when I read it, I can bring his voice to life and not just the voice, but the, the nuances as we did with Cigar Stan and, and Debbie and, and some of the other characters. So, um, mm-hmm. Well, it's like yeah, writing a script. It, it really is. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. It is, and, and, I, and I noticed with these pieces, rather than, like in the last piece, there was, there was uh, some almost rhymes, but there was also um, a normal uh, cadence, an A-B-A-B cadence to it. And with these character poems, uh, Cigar Stand and, and this one here especially, um, there's internal rhyming, but I write them specifically as I'm writing them, I will speak parts out, and I will think of how the character's mood would change during eliciting this line or that line. Um, and, and so that makes it uh, more of um, a, you know, like a, a character study as well as a poem with internal rhyming. So mm-hmm. it's just a fun way to explore and flex those uh, writing muscles, right? I think that you said that very well. Thank you very much. Indeed it is. <laughs> you are welcome, sir. So I had an idea for you. I'm going to tell you real quick because we have callers on the line. You're doing mm-hmm. these poems about the Wildwood, and in each mm-hmm. of them you're leading us back to the Wildwood, and we get to find out who the killer is or supposedly find out who the killer is, I am guessing. But it would well, be really fun for yeah. you to do a show. Well, I'm not done. it would be really fun for you to do a show where you read each of them in the order that you wanted but not read the end reveal and then post it and have people guess who it is and then do a follow-up show where you read the final reveal well it's a great idea idea. throwing Um, it out there 
a great idea, uh, but it depends. If I'm going to do that, it has to be structured to lead up that way, um, meaning that everybody has to be a suspect, uh, number one. And number two, uh, so far all I've revealed, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, is there's a clown that these people are seeing in their vision calling them back. So far, uh, we haven't been made aware of any actual victims. So... Um, but, but I have some mm-hmm. ideas. You're going to like where the story goes. Now, anyway, that said, like you said, we have callers. Nyla, I appreciate you. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. And on Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. We're going to work on, uh, as I get time, I'll work on the YouTube. And the advantage there will be that I can do uh, all the videos I do on the other platforms, but do them in a 916 ratio to fill your TV screen in your living room. Wouldn't that be a treat? Anyway, Nyla, thank you so much, and uh, I do appreciate you, and um, let's let the show go on. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. Great job tonight, hon. Thank you. All right. Love you, Nyla. Bye. Love you, too. All right. Now I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers. We have 850, or the next three callers, 850, for three, four, six, and eight will be our next callers. I do want to let area codes three, eight, six, nine, zero, oh, three, and Mr. William Beck know that you are not in the lineups. There you go, nine, zero, oh, three, got you. So uh, three, eight, six, and William, you are not in the lineups. If you guys want to come on, please press one, and I will know it's okay to unmute your line. Three, eight, six. And William. William, I'm going to assume that you want to come on. So when it gets down to you, I'll bring you on. If you don't want to talk, then just ignore me and pretend like I'm not there. Or shoot me a message on Facebook and let me know if you want to come on because you're calling in on, it looks like Skype or something like that. So it may not let you have a one to press. I don't know how that stuff works. I still call into the show using smoke signals. Okay. Let's go ahead and get to our next caller we have 850 I just want to get like a a sound effect of a ship's horn when I bring you on Rich well if I didn't have people asleep right now I'd blow mine for you (gasps) oh that would be so Uh, cool you have to do that sometime for me yeah if 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 I'm if I'm running out there we're shut down at the dock and wake and wake my off watch crew up right now (laughs) Oh. <laughs> so how, how mad would they be? But, ah, well, they, they get it, over it, but I mean, still, it just, you know. T- tell uh, them it's a mandatory fire drill yeah. and that you're required well, just, to do uh, that once a year. The main thing is all the people on the dock at the refinery would wonder what the hell's going on right now. <laughs> so I better not do it. But anyway, yeah, just remind just remind me, I, if, if I'm under, you know, next week, if I'm underway, I'll, I'll I'll blow you a long one. But uh anyway, uh yeah, this is uh my social media is Dead Society Poet, which someone took major issue with the other day. But uh anyway, uh, how are you doing, Miss Nyla? It's nice to hear you back. <laughs> I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Last week was crazy. I was 
when I finally got through the dead zone, I thought I called into Shaw's driving home, Christopher's hosting, and I hosted from the car while I was driving. But my call kept dropping. So it was, it was fun. It was interesting. We, it actually was a lot of fun. Like, oh, there okay. goes the well, call back. Hi. Yeah. Well, uh, last week I rode, I rode up the hill on the tractor again. Did you? And I love you so much. I did. And I was waiting. I stood. I've, I've tried to get in line at like 647. I called and I sat up there on the hill and, oh, but I had a problem. Oh, I had a skunk come out of the woods and... <laughs> So here's you another first. I had a skunk, that, and I don't know, he he was coming over there toward me, and uh, I, I, I always keep a pistol on me on the property for timber rattlers and stuff, but I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't want to harm this thing. But if I shoot, you know, I figure if I shoot the ground and scare him, it's probably going to scare him in the wrong way, and they have some range. I don't know if you realize that. They have some, they have some serious range. And I was like, man, I can't. I can't. That damn skunk wouldn't leave me alone. He kept coming out of the woods. <laughs> Everybody's a critic, right? Um, yeah. And I was like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" But uh, anyway, so yeah, I rode the tractor up the hill to talk to you, but a damn skunk. Oh, uh, I couldn't get the skunk to leave me alone. And uh, that's so funny. Anyway. You know, you know, you have to write a poem about that. I want you to write about a, a poem about the time you drove your tractor up to the top of the hill so you could read poetry, and the skunk got you. I need to hear. Yeah, a poem I had to, to work a skunk. I had to work a skunk in one. But uh, <laughs> the, I know the. Uh, I know you pretty much mention it every week, but it's been the top. It seems to be popping up in conversation more. Uh, I just wanted to say something right quick. I'm not. I don't want to waste your time, but. The talk about reading, you know, input versus output, and talk about reading. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I am not schooled in literature at all. My girlfriend is uh, in school for her master. She's she's going to have a master's in literature, but oh, uh, I don't I don't know nothing just from reading and learning on my own. And but all the all the great poets and all the great writers and all that. And I don't remember who said it and you may can correct me. I want to say it was someone like Alexander Dumas or, uh, Victor Hugo or something said that, uh, great stories are written from great stories or great books are written from great books. Mm-hmm. Some, someone said that it was some legendary writer that said that now this radio is going to start squawking, but, uh, Anyway, but my favorite quote along that line was from my literary hero, Jim Harrison. Those poets steal fire from everything around them. Oh, I love that. Yep. I love it. And I I blatantly ripped it off one time and said that I was uh, 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 stealing fire from anything that'll burn. And, uh, but yeah, that's one of my favorite lines and you know he you know he he would he would be a good one for your poem a place because he would he would just write about the woods or write about a I mean hell he'd write about a squirrel or he'd write he'd write about anything. And mm-hmm. uh but anyway, that's enough of that's enough of my rambling. But 
Uh, we're, as you said last time, we're not going to call these speed bumps anymore. They are now hiccups. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. The first hiccup I have for you, uh, I titled Angry Landlord. <clears throat> she is gold in the glittering hour, a savage spirit tangoing westward with the sun. I'm lashed to this dream with rope a little frayed as oblivion is beating at my door like an angry landlord. Out the back window, soon I'll go to root myself amongst the willows and dance in the chaos of love where her wildest winds will have their way with me. In peace. That is incredible. I love that one so much I can't even tell you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. You're very uh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where did it... Uh, kind of doing a little eeny, meeny, miny, mo here. Oh, uh, where the hell is it? Okay. And this... Uh, This next one, next hiccup, is titled The Trouble With Me. You'll come to learn the trouble with me. I've no fear of the shallows and the cracks in the shoreline. Walking broken bones wrapped in skin stained by the sun. Regret skewered me with its bayonet. And now I use it to write how I think on the days I can remember the words to my own song. In peace. Wow. You know I am such a groupie, right? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I, I literally, literally want a rich bobblehead doll that I can sit on my desk. <laughs> okay. So so when you read, I can, like, make your, like your head bounce around and stuff. <laughs> oh. That's or an, act, an, an action figure I can make dance on the keyboard while you're reading. I don't know. Something. <laughs> it needs to be done. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, Great job, honey. Well, thank you, ma'am. Oh, it's been a uh, which I got back. I came back to work Tuesday, so next couple of weeks I'll be here, or next two and a half weeks I'll be on the uh, on the boat, but. Uh, but, yes, I will blow the horn for you next time. If I'm somewhere I can do it, I'll definitely blow the horn for you. Okay. And, uh, I would be so happy. It would be just like when Pineapple yeah. 16 played his ice cream truck music for me. It was I, it would just delight me. Oh, I can't sweet. explain why. It just would. Sweet, sweet. That's cool. Well, like I said, all my social media is Dead Society Poet. My website, deadsocietypoet.com. I have five books out. Oh, probably be another one toward the toward the fall. There'll probably be another one, and uh, I just just oh, uh, social media has been real with the whole Twitter fiasco, and you know we we kind of had these. Uh, I guess I'm in a way I'm kind of feeling probably how y'all did, you know, being all y'all were on MySpace. And when MySpace kind of went away, you know, I'm assuming there had to be this feeling like your community was falling apart. 
Well, mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening with Twitter right now. You've got people bailing off of Twitter right and left. Still have a lot of people on there, millions of people on there. But that's, you know, we we had this great community on there. And now people are messaging me and like, okay, I'm on Mastodon. Well, I'm on Threads and I'm on Clapper and I'm on... What's up? Nothing. I just, it's just, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, just, and like, man, I'm social media out. And Right, right, uh, right. Like, I don't need, I don't need another social media app. I, I need that like I need a hole in the head. And I just, I know. And uh, I did start threads the other day, which I'm already on Insta, so it was just a matter of, bam, you know, and oh. I don't. I'm still on the fence about it, but I mean, it is what it is. Oh, anywho. Oh, this is how into social media I am. I'm just learning to figure out how to use my Twitter account. So, and I've had it for what, 19 years, 10 years, something like that, for Mm -hmm. years, many years, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. It's definitely different. I know a lot of people, I don't message on there near as much as some people do, but they're, I personally, I think it's on its way to becoming a paid app because they keep choking. Uh, if you're in a bunch of DM rooms, if you're in a bunch of chat rooms, that counts that you only get so many messages a day. And you get in a couple of long conversations and I'm seeing people all the time talking about, well, I'm, I mean, you know, I can't message anymore today. I can't message anymore today. And uh-huh. uh, people are leaving. And it's kind of, you know, I still know how to get a hold of everybody. And, you know, Instagram seems to be kind of the kind of home base for everything right now, even though my Twitter is so much bigger. Instagram kind of seems to be home base for everything. Oh, uh, I don't know. One of, the, one of these days, oh. Uh, they're saying I keep hearing that blue sky is going to be the because it's the people that Elon fired from Twitter apparently has started blue sky and it's in beta right now it's on, it's by invitation only but when it goes live everybody's saying it's going to be Twitter as it used to be I, I don't know I have no idea but uh we'll see but that's why anyway. you find me here this is where I am <laughs> with you guys every week. Yeah, I just, I get it. The, you know, the people that don't mess with social media, you know, I hear some of them on here say they don't have social media and they just do it. I, just, I get it. If I didn't have books to sell, I wouldn't be as waist-deep in it like I am. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. But it's not like you have a wonderful evening. I'm looking forward to the rest of the uh, callers. And like I said, Dead Society, Poet, all my social media, website, the, all of it. And uh, I reckon we will yap at you next week. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you then, and I cannot wait. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks, son. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab... Three, four, six. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. 
Hello, Emmy. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. I can always tell how good you're really doing by how long the ah lasts. <laughs> sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's a little longer. Hey. Well, you already know. You already I do know. know. That's why I know you got a real long ah this week. <laughs> I missed last week. Ben uh, had an issue um, physically and so I wasn't doing too swift. And so it sounds like uh, perhaps that was the good time to be absent, given everything in its totality. <laughs> you were uh, riding around trying to get uh, Christopher to get everything handled. And, you know, uh, you if you hadn't said anything, you know, behind the scenes to Christopher, you really ought to because he probably is going to pass out. Why not? When, when you just when 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 you discuss that uh, or say that um, secret um, that uh, informed you of the other day, the last time around. Oh, this is what you never told mind me? if you don't understand what I'm saying. Never mind. <laughs> I, I uh, would think you would just, understand. Just say it. Nobody's really listening. No one's paying attention to us. You can talk freely. I, I, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You, you want to try to get me in trouble? No, no, no. What are you reading tonight, Amy? I'm bringing um, two old ones. Now, this this first one, uh, I guess I ought to... Um, say that those that know me have always had a difficult time hearing this piece because it's real. It's an actual event, an actual event that happened many years ago. Um, But it is called The Storm, The Storm. There she lays, sound asleep. Ice water splashes across her face. Shocked awake, she begins to sit up, fists fly into her face, over and over again. Her mind fills with terror. Her mind keeps asking the question over and over again, why? Then hands curl around her neck. They begin to both choke her and bounce her head against the wall. In her mind, she knows her head cannot continue to endure the impact it is taking. She stiffens her neck, which takes, so he walks through the house pulling out phones, all along saying, I am making sure you cannot call the police. I will kill you if you ever try. The attack is over for this night, this time. Tomorrow is filled with heartfelt, I'm sorry, I love you, and I will never do it again. She asks herself, how long 
will you believe him? Musings of Emilia D. Davis, a.k.a. Angel Queen, and peace. Second piece is called Blood Lust. So many could have stopped it. Too many looking for gold. How much regret in love. So much pain deserved. So much love overflowing. Evil mindset confusion brought on by Satan's ambassadors. Why didn't anyone step in, step up? Fear, envy, and jealousy. Blood lust. Blood thirst, vampires of the soul, drinking in to satisfy the evil one, horrific pain and suffering, victims of their disgusting need to quench a unending thirst, blood droplets upon their lips, evil at its zenith, out of control need to victimize the innocent, wandering around the night looking for a soul to devour. More than ghosts flowing through the caverns of the unholy, secrets of the moon shining throughout the earth. Beware of the stranger seeking refuge, a play to gain entry into your abode. Slave of the night, Roman for their next victim. Too many are unaware of this practice. Run if you choose, but only God can stop the rampage. Pray, pray, pray. Remain safe in God's blessings and mercies. Gangsters, psychopaths, evil meet upon the This train headed straight to hell's pit. There is no mercy, empathy, or love. Just a hateful express towards the end of the world. Armageddon flowing through their streets. We must pull together across humanity. Only love can stop its path. Open your hearts and minds to God's grace. Sanctify your soul before they bring destruction and death. I'm urging all people return back to the Holy Trinity before it's too late now and hear heaven's call. Streets of gold are waiting for your arrival. The banquet of the Lamb has been set for your souls to join. Return to the Bible's teachings. Education directly to your circumstances and consciousness. Cleanse your soul. Death isn't the final. Your soul is at stake. People fear the unknown, yet refuse to absorb the knowledge. Money. Privilege, status are not the answer. Too many 
turn a blind eye and deaf ear. So many could have stopped the devastating good. I'm trying to uh, shorten this. It is horrific circumstances that folks can observe a slaughter or a rape, stand by and do absolutely nothing about it. It's horrible that many know about evil actions being planned and plotted and say nothing to warn someone and do nothing about it. We are all in this together. People better wake up today. It might be someone else. But circumstances can change on a dime, and tomorrow it's you or yours. A fabulous quote that is so absolutely true. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. Nothing. Stand up. Do what is compassionate. Show empathy. Fight against evil. Those who seek to plot and plan evil circumstances, talk to God, Jesus, the Holy Trinity. Ask them for protection and guidance. Stop the bloodshed now. Please, please, I beg of all of you, stand strong in the Lord. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. You know, I can sum that up with a message from the church I belong to, which is the Church of Bill and Ted, and that is be excellent to each other. You know, be excellent exactly. to each other, right? Exactly. But, you know, um, this, this conscious, uh, consciousness that folks um, don't want to tell or you're you're wrong if you uh say something you know uh, how many times have we heard uh when they had the school shootings? Well, we didn't believe he was gonna do it uh had you uh, told your parents the uh, the principal perhaps it would have never have happened, and that's also what I'm trying to say. We need to come together as the human race and that everyone is our brothers and sisters and we must protect each other um, and not just ourselves, but uh, the the overall um, humanity family. And there is all kinds of devilish evil practices that have taken hold throughout our society and folks need to be aware of it. But thank you so much, Nyla. And by the way, that first poem, that was written when I was volunteering with NOW, the National Organization of Women, and I chaired um, the Women Against Violence and I came up poems uh, for the uh, domestic violence shelters. It was phenomenal, the turnout we had. And we began printing the poetry in the newsletter. Uh, Patricia Ireland, uh, who was the president 
of now at that moment was going before Congress and asked me if she could read that particular poem. And, of course, nobody knew my name, uh, was not, you know, on radio or anything at that time. And so she read that poem in Congress. So it's actually in the congressional record. It was done on C-SPAN. And so it's my, you might say, most famous poem that almost nobody knows about. (laughs) So there you have it. Well, you did a great job on both of those pieces, and you should be proud of them. I'm proud that she wanted to read that. That was great. Absolutely awesome, Miss Emmy. So you can find me on Facebook under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, Poetical Angel Queen. And by the way, I'm having more issues on Facebook. I have not been able to use my tag for this entire week. Uh, Someone is attacking me very heavily upon Facebook. So um, I just want to let people know I am uh, trying to do my best, but uh, there is somebody, some hater coming against me. Uh, So you can find me on all media sites under that name and right here every Thursday night with Nyla. God bless you all and much love to you, especially Nyla. Thank you for all you you do. You as well. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, hon. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hello. This is Bill in the blank. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Bill in the blank. I knew it was you. I could tell by your voice. (laughs) Goofball. (laughs) How are you, Mr. Blue? So the blue, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been following along this story, and it's it's been really interesting, and it's kind of this this, this piece kind of like takes uh, what I'm talking about into account, but it's not just that. So I mean, it you know it uh, travels a little bit of places and so forth. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I I enjoy the way it came out. By the light. And once by the dissonance of a silica-borne breeze, we saw many things, times, lines, dreams, haunt. The breadth of things to come, all things written upon the skin of a cliffside. All things scribed by a sacred stranger. Strangers that have come and gone, stayed and died among our lands, tombstones ringing with a dissonant sound, crawling waters of a death song, wounded recital by injuries sustained, death cries at light, as light, as the music. It is as if Strangers wave, returned, have returned. Passing. 
There's an advantage to being dead. No lack of focus. No hunger. No one's looking for you. Bones creak, teeth rattle. The gorge shake the final sound as if the palsy of forward momentum. Da ima ho Yes, we are experienced the fourth time. And so, Daji Agasa Wagono. And so, extinguishing the fire by the sound of the rattle became a sacred act. Sacred strangers approach us. Dry rasp of reptilian slither on sand, stirred by a silica breeze. Bright crystals, light flow, future songs of glass. Soft sighs, lingering dust. Soft signs of ghosts. Slow indentations of story upon rock crags of stone. Finger skills flip-napped. Write and move away into the thick shadows of yours. A rush of wind, a break in the starlight, what you see and can't see once you get there up close to the geological strata. Molten, cold, centuries, sunburst of a different kind. Slick skin, the oil of dreams spread thin. Sacred strangers, heat waves, bent a sacrosanct sunrise. Mm. One that never dies. Me is eternal, drifting, restless as the waves of the ocean, the buffet smooth the direction of dying storms. Sweet breeze, cool nights, dark majesty of onyx skies and diamond lights, ageless context of creation, first dreaming. Kajau, mother, father, modeler, makers of when we first awoke. Hear the rivers streaming. Hear the people singing. Yes, the sacred strangers approach, dancing upon the greening earth. Bringing songs and dance feasts to the people. First sunrise. Iwati. Songs the people can dance to. Shards of glass, silica sands, quick shard, sharp. The cycle of ceremonies change. The people gather again to learn 
seek blood enchantments, soft eyes sharpened by sleep and star. Some worlds exist no longer, only remnants, whispers as of live coals speaking as you lay still. Base syllables for a message, and they are gone again. Too much, too soon, too little, too late. Wherein lies the harmony of skill and depth? Is it all lost? Wherein lies the chance? of reconnection within whose heart does it reside the grasses rise shimmer the dancers gather yarn skeins of representation the ancient lines of flattening out the grounds for dance and ceremony night fires circles made by dreamers the second sight of the human beings. Crows begin the gathering. Shadows pinned to the trees. Twisted oaks and plenty weep. Know them well. Wormels, yeah. Seeds. Seeds of plenty. The ageless have arrived. The home. Lightning strikes the smell of ozone before destruction, effacement, erasure, obliteration, Bika. The final stress of natural beings, killer whales, orca, sinking luxury yachts off the coast of Spain, and all the Western neuroscientists can come up with is, oh, this must be another form of play. I have another idea. First, there's more than one pot involved in this, so let's try this scenario. You, who have no honor, only greed, you have stolen our food, polluted our waters where we lived, oil slicks and hammer shots of metallic noise. Listen to the earth drums. Listen to the sound speech of everything that lives. This is not play. It is survival. Retribution. They are returning. The sacred strangers begin the focus of their rhymes, their rhythms. They begin their approach. We are the ghost road born. We have been here before. Earth. Sacred strangers approach Earth. Earth will administer her cure. We shall take our people home. It is the hour past due for the sacred. 
absolutely phenomenal and you get so many so many and you're going to laugh at me because this is so dumb and irrelevant considering the weight of the poem but you get so many cool kudo points for using geological strata in your poem <laughs> well you ought to know me by now miss nyla i don't use just just the, the usual phrasing for, for what i try to accomplish because it just it doesn't <laughs> you can use anything you know I mean, it's just it's just a case of you know putting it in there. But um, no, the that that that's for real though. They they the the pod the orca pods over on, uh, or I should say, off the coast of have been sinking luxury yachts, and it has since and it has since spread. There the, there are other pods in other areas, and the, I think the one the most recent one was like maybe you think three days ago off the coast of Scotland. Where they literally just rammed the hell out of some 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 of the, the the yachts and boats over in that part of the world too, and they're they like I say they're trying to place this off as being you know like oh well you know the you know these are these are only quote unquote animals but actually I mean you know get get real now the the orca are mammals they're the top end of the dolphin family they are a little bit more than just an animal for one thing number two. This is cause and effect. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, they're, they've been going, they've been dealing with all of these things that are going on out in their oceans. And now, as I understand it, there's some kind of paint that has something in it, I guess, to you know, keep from keep uh, the the boats from being fouled. And it's you know, obviously, it's a, some kind of a chemical agent. And it's it, you know, it, it, it is it, it's making the, the the orca mad for real. So they're like, so well, they're think about it taking, too. You know, you think about something aim. like this. Think about how the whales communicate, right? Sure. And think about all the electronics and all the shit and all the things we have to have to keep us connected to all the things we absolutely have to be connected to 24-7. You know, that has to play a part in it as well. Oh, you know, sure. the, it, do, it doesn't smell good, and maybe there's like these weird sounds coming from it that hurt their ears or make it so they're... Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's something that 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 brings out aggression in them. It ain't the freaking whales' fault if they start doing something to their whales. I'm going to go tap dance on their heads. Oh yeah, and and see and see what's interesting too to me is I mean because that's and that's exactly what I was trying to get across. You know, and what I said uh, in in part of that piece there was you know the you know the pollution isn't just the oil slicks. It's the it's the noise. It's the hammer shot. You know, me- metallic noise. You know that that that's irritating. Yep. That irritates them too. I mean, you know those kind of shockwaves through the water. Are you kidding? And let me go sit next to someone who's trying to get work done on their computer with two metal pot lids and just clang them repeatedly yeah. in their ear. You know. Yeah. That's a, that's exactly what that is. And then on the other end of it, the uh, I because I, I mean obviously I, I get a lot of the native news through my stream on Facebook and the. I forget which uh, which people it is, but they they're a coastal people, and every year they have their annual and, and ceremonial boat rides that in their their uh, traditionally made uh, canoes, outrigger canoes, and they're out there and they have a, they have a picture of this, and and you can't Photoshop anything like this. They're out there in their those canoes, 
here's the drum groups on both of these canoes out there singing, and there are two orca right next to the drummers. And the drummers actually have their hands on that top part of their nose. <laughs> because they and like the anybody, sound. Of course. And the fact that these are, these are people that they can understand and that they have treated with literally for centuries. You know what I'm saying? So anybody who wants to talk about, you know, that, they, that there's, there's no memory, you are a liar. They remember. Yep. But, you know, they, so, of course, they're just dumb animals because we're the all superior yeah. humans, you know. <laughs> well, that's, that's the only I'm thing on this planet thing. that doesn't belong and the only thing on this planet that's destroying the ecosystem. So you guys figure exactly. it out. Exactly. All right, that, baby. Tell how to find you, honey. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just in closing, that's why I say that, or make the distinction between natural beings and human beings. Because we don't <laughs> we don't act like like we naturally should, okay? <laughs> In that sense, okay. So you can find me on. Uh, you know, wait a minute. I, I have right. to add this because you went there. I'm going to okay. put this in for food of thought. We think we're okay. the most superior beings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I would love to take the people who have that attitude. I'd like to take one of them and completely steal all their clothes, buck ass naked, and set them <laughs> out in the middle of the wilderness. <laughs> with no fangs, no claws, no fur, nothing that's going to protect them. And let's see how superior you are in that food change. Let's see how long you there make you it. <laughs> you know, so. That's it. <laughs> oh, I get how it. How long I will you exactly. last, naked ass? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right? Okay. All There's right, now no tell doubt. everyone how to find you. Okay. All right. Uh, you, you can find me on Rafe Wild at uh, Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And you can also find my work on the Reverb Nation under Soldier Blue Blue, as well on my uh, podcast, which is Red Earth One. If you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little faster. So that's, uh, that's where you can find me. Very cool. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. It's good to hear from you. I've missed you. Yeah, I miss you too, Miss Mama. <laughs> All right, you. sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Our next caller, Brother O, you are on the air. Ian, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, good. Very good. Busy. Busy as ever. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what you've written and what you're bringing and what you're reading. So, please, the mic is yours. God, this poem is called, You Can't Run Away From Your True Calling, No Matter How Hard You Try. If you carefully study the book of Jonah, discover that his fear and pride caused him to run away from God. He did not want to go to the city of Nineveh to preach about repentance to the people, as God clearly instructed him. Because <clears throat> Jonah felt that there were his enemies and convinced himself that God would not carry out his threat to destroy the city. 
Instead, Jonah tries to run away from his assignment by boarding the ship bound for Tarsus, which was in a complete opposite direction. Soon the raging storm caused the crew to cast lots and came to the conclusion that Jonah was a problem. They threw him overboard and Jonah is swallowed by by a great fish while in his belly for three days and three nights. Jonah repents of his sins to God and the fish vomits him up to dry land. Jonah then makes a 500-mile trip to Nineveh and leaves the city in the Great Revival. But he is complaining instead of being thankful when Nineveh repents of his sins. Jonah eventually learns his lessons when God uses a wind and gore to teach him that he is merciful. My dear brothers and sisters, we can't hide we can't hide or run from God no matter how hard we try. What he wishes to accomplish to us will come to pass. Despite all of our Egyptians and foot dragging, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 reminds us that God has plans for us and will see to it that we conform to his plans. I vividly remember when I tried to run away from my cause and be a poor disposed word artist nine years ago because of my fear of failure. Like Jonah, I tried to run the opposite direction, drag my feet on. Why I should even continue to perform and get upset and complain about not getting equal opportunities or features and allow the fear of people overlooking and forgetting me on purpose to stop me. I have a guy I had to remind me about how he had truly blessed me with my special gifts and talents, remind me that he had a special, specifically called me to tell my story, remind me that he brought me too far for me to turn around and quit. Remind me that I need to stop whining, complaining, and taking rejection personally. And remind me that thousands of people have been touched by my poetic masterpieces over the last 13 years. I broke down and cried like a baby and asked God to forgive me for wanting to run away from my true calling. Ask God to forgive me for not trusting his plans for my life. Ask God to repent for my disobedience. And ask God to forgive me for complaining and taking rejection personally. My dear brothers and sisters, don't ever try to run away from your true calling in life because if you attempt to escape and do so, God will always find a way to track you down and put you in a position where you have to repent for your disobedience and ask for a second chance. More lesson in this poem. You can run, but you can't hide from God no matter how hard you try. And Paul. Wow. Fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Thank you. And I love the title, Can't Run Away Calling No Matter How Hard You Try. I tell poets that all the time. I haven't written, I'm not a writer, I haven't written anything in five months. It's like, you know, it happens. Right. You know, things happen in life. You take a break, your muse takes a vacation, whatever. If you're a writer, you are always going to be a writer. It's okay not to write a poem every single day. You're still a writer. Right. We have to go easy on ourselves. Are you going to read two or just the one, honey? No, I'm just going to do just one. Oh, it's such a tease. All right, hon. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook on the old my brother Gatman and uh, Great news, I'm starting on open mic set. Uh, the debut premiere that open mic set is next Saturday here 
in my own state of Indiana, in the city of Hammond, Indiana. So, but, so yes, I'm elevated for a performance to, to, uh, to increasing my hosting skills and stepping out by faith and putting on this open mic set for the purpose of giving artists that don't get a lot of opportunities or need more exposure who has who have a special talent despite the the disabilities and challenges in life. So, so yeah, if you like more information about that, be uh, connect with me on Facebook. If you're in the in my area, come on out and support. And thank you for the support every week. I'm also they need to do that. I said they need to do that. Right. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Deal. All right, brother. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you. Bye-bye, honey. Take care. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We have 419-504 and 903. Let's go ahead and grab our rebel poet, Uh-oh. 419. Uh-oh. Oh, it's you. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I brought How trouble are you, with honey? me. Well, who, who's trouble? I'm trouble. I brought it with oh. me. Oh, it's one of your personalities. Okay, I get it. My 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 pen is trouble. My pen is trouble. <laughs> okay, you just gave yourself a prompt. <laughs> oh, that is a good prompt, huh? Right, you. right. <laughs> you know, guys, if you just pay attention to yourself, you'd realize you're brilliant. Yes, that is a great prompt. <laughs> Um, I actually took um, a few of the prompts from tonight and wrote this while I was in the queue. Now, I want to tell you, I'm going to take you on a dark journey. And um, it might upset some of the more religious people, maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's called, What If I Told You? (laughs) It's called, What If I Told You, Hell on Earth? Excuse me, pardon me, mister, ma'am, hello, what if I told you I came here in a rather peculiar suit with a specific set of skills and tools, but now I cannot find my black pants or briefcase because I unintentionally tipped back too many drinks. My man, what if I told you that I came here to announce that something big is coming? And when they pull the covers off, you will, for the first time, ever observe real truth. You will see the things that I, we, they have stole from you. We here have a message to speak to you who have overextended their stay this year. Place is ours now, and there's nothing you can do or say to reverse what is, for what is will always be and has always been, you see. Right now, we are at the, how do you say, 
yes. Yes. I mean, we are at the, you are at the end of the highway, you and this existence, you bled. You see, we're not like you, no. Not at all. We supreme beings, you see. We are in contract, a blood oath, an agreement with the ones you elect to lead and write your laws. Silly sheep, for eons you've been slaves to the darkness and corrupt. What if I told you while you fade in distractions, we've been pulling your strings in fact, seducing your senses, pulling wool over your eyes, making the true cosmos to you invisible, abstract. We beings you call aliens don't come with lasers or battleships to attack. We creep in silence under the veil of your trust, conquering not with force but with contracts so compact. We've watched you, observed you, studied every single act, monitored your screens, your hearts, and your minds. We've hidden in plain sight with that nervous feeling in the dark that you get that have you feeling like something or someone's breathing down your neck. In the shadows, we've whispered, made decisions in your past. Behind the scenes, we painted your reality, our masterpiece. Not a single string have we ever left untracked. Now it's time to reveal, to step into the spotlight from the black, not with a bang or a crash or a force of invasions, but with a whisper in your ear, a subtle nudge, a gentle tap. Your world is ours now, no chance of turning back. We're not your enemies, but your masters, can't you see? We're puppeteers pulling at your strings, for what is will always be and has always been intact. Nothing can change that. Your world is not your own. It's a cosmic performance of the most chaotic screenplay, and we, the supreme beings, have always held the pages of the next act. So listen closely, humans, as we lift the cosmic veil, revealing the truth that has been hidden, a twisted fairy tale, your history, your culture, your thoughts, yes, we did implant. Crafting narratives, scripting stories in the shadows, we enchant. You believe you have free will, but it's an illusion that we create. Every choice that you make, every step that you take, we manipulate. Your leaders and your laws, we are puppets on our strings. Carrying out our bidding, dance of darkness that it brings. We feed upon your fears and chaos, its essence of our feast. Watching as you suffer like docile sheep, you're all beady and beast. You chase illusions, material desires, and false dreams. While we pull the strings of destiny, twisting reality as you know it at the steam. Invisible arc text of fate. We watch you from above, calculating, orchestrating with a heart devoid of love. We know your weakness, your doubts, your every flaw, exploiting them at will as your bound is stuck in the grasp of our claws. Oh, you thought we came in peace with messages to share. No, no, no. We came to conquer, to control, and claim what's, ours is, what's yours is ours. Your world is now our playground, and you are but pawns, and the cosmic game of power hold tight. It won't be long. So bow down to your masters, to the beams of dark. We've been woven in this reality like a tapestry so stark. The truth that you speak you'll never find is buried deeper than locked away forevermore as we, we revel in your sins. Now you know the secret, the bitter truth concealed. But what you can do, dear humans, against the darkness that's been revealed, we hold the strings, the puppeteers in this grand design. And what is, what was it, what will be, remain eternally intertwined as a matter of fact. 
the, spoke, the poet speaking is our vessel for the words that are spewing from its lips. Hey. Dang. That was powerful, and I'm not pissed off. <laughs> that was phenomenal. I love the prompts that you used in there. I love that you can take those and just run with them. I think it's a strange place to take those type of prompts, but I had fun with it. (laughs) I can tell. You did a great job on it, honey. Thank you. Um, I'm Rebel Jones. You can find me here, pantsless, at the Speakeasy. And Thursday nights with Nyla. Um, ooh, need pantsless with Nyla to speak easy. Yes, Thursday nights. It's a date. Uh, you can catch me once in a while in the hallways of Facebook, um, Clubhouse. And other than that, you just got to come find me, baby. <laughs> just got to come find me. I love it. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I always love our Friday or our Thursday Friday night. Nobody knows about those. Our Thursday night dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's always a pleasure to be on on here with you, Nyla. And thank you so much for the opportunity. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Thank you for being here with us. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay, next. We have five zero. Where four oh six go? Annie, where are you? Oh, she hung up. Or her call dropped. Annie, if you're listening, baby girl, call back in because you were going to be our next caller. Now we have five oh four or four. What? Let's see. So not it. What? Why is everything messed up? My board's messing up, guys. Hang on a second. So 504, you were our next caller, but you are now not in the lineup. So William Beck and 504, which is Moon Cookie. If you want to read, press 1 again, and I'll grab you on the next caller. We're going to go ahead and bring – oh, this is – my board really messed up. All right, 903, you are on the air. Hello, no, this is Eric Shaman, the word monster. Rawr! Rawr! <laughs> hey, sweetheart, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm at, I'm at the beach. I'm actually in a hotel right now. I are got you my really? Hotel. Like, yeah. I've are you running around in your boxers? Huh? Are you huh? running around in your boxers? Oh, yeah. I got the windows closed. I knew it. I knew, how did I know that? Because if I was a guy and I had a hotel, I'm hanging out at the beach in my hotel. I would be in my boxers. Boxers are awesome. I wish they made well, women's underwear too, like so. men's boxers because yeah, they are so they are, comfy. Yeah. yeah, I do. I know lots of women that wear boxers instead. I know you guys. You know you think thongs are sexy and stuff, but they are nasty ass to wear. <laughs> they are not comfortable. So right. so start. Yeah, take a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, underwear inside. Hey, Eric. Hey, Nella. What's up? I got, <laughs> I'm waiting uh, for you to read a poem. Oh, yeah, I got you. I had to pull it up. 
All right, so this is brand new. I just sent it to a couple people uh, <clears throat> on Messenger and a couple people on on, on uh, there's a text message too. So I figured out how to format your poems, especially when they're long. Anyway, that's another story. Anyway, here we go. Ghosts, dead spirits, phantoms, phantasms, specters, demons, apparitions, appearing alluringly, manifest, manifesting, usually nebulously disembodied human souls, meaning ghosts are deceased human souls believed, perceived, agreed, bereaved. During death, souls are released from our bodies. During resurrection, they rejoin our bodies for just will be glorified, allowed having one body and soul put back together. Any human soul's manifestation between death and dead resurrection are called ghosts. A dead person's imagined as visiting living, which usually visible in a pale, transparent form, a memory usually something or someone bad, life seat, intelligence, or soul, haunting, taunting, daunting, jaunting, bonting, ghost-like, dead person, soul, believed an inhabitant, world unseen, materializing as living in bodily likeness, cutting off all communication without any explanations, extending everything, including, but not only, digitally, electronically, friends and lovers, departures, not replying back, texts, phone calls, alike in real life too, calling this ghosting, ending, uh, ended, sorry, ended a relationship with someone suddenly by stopping all communication with them, called this ghosting, their ghost, a lover, faint, shadowy trace, least bit of a chance mere shadow or semblance, false image in photograph, negative on television screen, caused especially by reflection, a red blood cell that has lost its hemoglobin, sailing quietly in light winds, dying, seizing, exist, or to func- or function is called giving up ghosts. Uh, soul or spirit of deceased person, which makes its presence known to living as a ghost of a drowned child. Specter is ghost or apparition, more or less weird, unearthly, terrifyingly a- aspect. A frightening, a frightening specter. Spirit is often interchangeable with ghost. However, it may also mean a supernatural being usually with an indication of good or malign or malign probably, malign intent toward human beings actual friendly spirit and an evil spirit dead person's disembodied spirit supposedly haunting the living as a pale or shadowy vision known as both phantom and spectacle a haunting memory the ghost of his former lo- life rose up before him, smoothly riding as and with an alias for another person or oneself.
which we call a ghost rider, gliding effortlessly, fluidly, efficiently, ghost-like. The Holy Ghost is the third member of the Christian Godhead, who is spirit's personage without a body of flesh and bone, often referred as spirit, Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, Lord's Spirit, or Comforter. Matthew 3.11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am, hang on, sorry, I lost them, so, and I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John 3, 5 says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 14:26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to you to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Matthew 17, 1 through 9 says, Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and the brothers James and John and led them up a high mountain where they were alone. As they looked on, a change came over Jesus. His face was shining like the sun, and his clothes were dazzling white. Then the three disciples saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. So Peter spoke up and said to Jesus, Lord, how good is it, it is that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was talking, a shining cloud came over them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my own dear son, with whom I am pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard the voice, they were so terrified that they threw themselves face downward on the ground. Jesus came to them and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. So they looked up and saw no one was there but Jesus. There no one there but Jesus. Uh, as they came back, as they came down the mountain, Jesus ordered them. Don't tell anyone about the vision you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the death from death. Matthew fourteen twenty six says When they saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and screamed with fear. While the two were telling them this, suddenly the Lord himself stood up among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Luke 24, 37-39. They were terrified, thinking that they were seeing a ghost. But he said to them, Why are you alarmed? Why are these doubts coming up in your minds? Look at my hands and feet and see that it is me. It is I myself. Fill me, and you will know for a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones, as you can see, I have. That's in peace. Wow. That was incredible. 
You know Thanks how I so talk much. about when I do the workshop part, I talk about muscle memory and word association, mm-hmm. the way our brains work? As soon as you said, yep. Luke, I heard you reading the rest of that Darth Vader. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <sighs> well, the thing is, I found, uh, well, I was trying to read. Well, I mean, it is, yeah, it is hot too, but I'm trying to read it. I hadn't read it aloud yet, so it's I just finished it before. And I was still writing on the show. So I guess it was a good thing I didn't press one at the beginning of the show. But anyways, yeah, so I was kind of losing my breath. Also, i got to have water. I need to go to my car. I'm on the second floor, so I'm about to get all that taken care of before I go to bed. i got snacks in my, in my car, too. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so I found a bunch of ghost <laughs> stories in the Bible, and I actually found them in a bunch of religious texts. But I figured those stuck out the most, and... I got to the point where I was like, man, this needs to end. Not that, you know, I wanted to really end, but you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked it. And uh, that's really what I got right now. Um, I got uh, I got two projects coming up right now, but I'm going to let them stay. And I got a whole bunch of uh, more monsters to do, too. So... I'm going to fix what I misread. Uh, there's a few uh, errors that I found while I was reading it. So I was like, ah! <laughs> so it's always fun to read your poem a lot so you can see all the typos and everything. So, But I actually went on a fishing trip this morning, deep sea fishing, and uh, we got halfway, or we got to almost to the first spot because we go to the we go to like three or four different spots to catch different things, and we had some bad luck. Um, so we got almost there and had to stop. One of the engines wouldn't stop overheating. The uh, deckhand and the ca- the deckhands and the captain were trying to keep it maintained. No matter what they did, they they couldn't get it to be maintained. So they told us that. We need to turn back, and we're pretty far out. So uh said, all right. And luckily, we had two engines, so we weren't stuck out there. So, But I did get to feed some pelicans, or not pelicans, not bad, seagulls. Uh, I have videos of that. I don't think I put them on Facebook because they're too long, but I can send you those later. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. I've got them peanuts. The little backwards are called um, crackles, I think, or... Crackles, I think they're called grackles. So I, I guess it depends where you're from, but whatever. Anyways, they're little blackbirds. They look like crows. They're not. They're like shiny uh, green and black. But uh, they wanted their fair share, too. So I threw them some, too. So, yeah, I'll, I'll show you all my pictures. I, I posted all my pictures on Facebook of all my adventures so far. So, and I got someone to record because on Monday, I didn't have anybody with me. I was at the beach. Or maybe it was Tuesday. I can't remember. So I couldn't record. It's hard to record when you have a flock of birds trying to eat peanuts. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'll get I'll get you all those. And, like I said, I have a whole lot more monsters. So I found a whole lot of lists to do as well. So, but that's what I got. I know that one's a super long one. So, uh I'll let you know when I get to the next one. I got two super long ones coming up, and I'm actually not even going to share them on Facebook 
So I'll probably get I'll probably email you then once they're done. I'm gonna to try to get them into a book so I can have them in a book, and then I might share. Then I'll probably share a few. I take some pictures of the book and do some sampling. So they're one to one to a hundred verse, and I'm gonna do my first short attempt at an epic saga narrative poem. Oh, so, and I already have a pretty detailed, rough, super rough outline. Uh, and then I plan on doing the 4001. Not the same story. It'll be two different ones. So that's just what I'm going to be doing. So, but I can get you, uh, I'll keep you informed just to let you know when that happens. I'm not going to share every piece. You know, because right now a lot of people aren't seeing my poems because they're too long, and I have to split them into like four parts. And one person will see the fourth part, and they didn't see the first or the second and third. So, you know what I'm saying? Mhm. So that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, sorry to camera on, but uh, yeah, have a great night. I'll try to be. On the show, uh, like I said, I've been on vacation, so, and uh, I'm about to, I did have some free time today to write, too, so that was good, and also, on the boat, I was on a little, actually, it wasn't really that little, it was actually kind of nice, but uh, it actually had, like, four bedrooms, and four beds, and four beds, and three bunks, and three bathrooms, yeah, that was some that was some uptowners, what what I say here. That's some <laughs> bourgeoisie in the French word. But uh anyways, uh I had my phone on me and I had it inside. I did take some stuff outside. And then found out we weren't going any further out. But I did write uh quite a bit. Um I had already done my research for my ghost definition. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to encapsulate everything, <laughs> whatever the definition is. There's a bunch, you know, different people. But, yeah, so I was just like, all right, well, I got an hour or two ride back. So, you know, why not read? Why not, why not write, you know? So, anyways, have a great night. Uh, this is Eric Shulman, the word monster. Rawr! And you can find <laughs> me on Facebook. You can find me on uh Instagram, my Instagram has been messed up lately. I don't know why. I guess I probably had to change my password. I uh, we went to, I went to a, wasn't really an insane asylum, but medical facility, something similar to it. And once I got out there, I hadn't been on. I tried to log in once I got back, and it just wasn't happening. So I probably got to change my password. I figured that out. But uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shulman, the word monster. Rawr! And then you can find me on Facebook, too, Eric Shulman, The Word Monster, Raw, the like page. Um, you can find me on allpoetry.com. It's uh, Word Monster, Raw. And uh, <laughs> you can find me on Spill Words. It's Eric Shulman. I don't think I actually got the Word Monster part. I still got problems with that. Um, that online uh, e-line. 
pretty prestigious, I think. But uh, I got problems with the account. I had gotten logged out because I had broken. I had, well, I didn't mean to, but I had dropped my phone too many times and broke my previous screen and thought I wrote my, my password down. So when I tried to put it in, it didn't let me log in. So I might have to make a new one of those. But that one's cool because it's an actual publication. I'm not just posting a blog. I'm not posting it to a blog. They actually decide, and I've actually been rejected already too. So, but they actually decide whether you know it's worthwhile to them or not. So, which is cool. You know, that's the right. That's what they do. So, anyways, have a great night. Have a great weekend ahead, and uh, try to be on the next show. I'll uh, I'll hit you up with all my pictures and videos and your messenger. Um, all those videos are like, uh, well, most of the videos that I couldn't upload were, I think, two minutes, and Facebook's not having that. So, for some reason, I can send them to people in Messenger, and that's fine, but I can't post it on, on Facebook, the, the main page. I don't get that, but that's fine. I'm not completely on Facebook all the time. Once I went to the facility, I uh, took a long break. <laughs> it took me a while to get back. Not that I wasn't writing or anything like that. I was, I didn't have my phone when I was there, so I kind of got used to not having my phone, you know. And then I was just like, well, I've been on Facebook in a week, you know, so I'm going to take a long break. So, anyways, have a great night, and uh, let the next poets and protesters come on. And I'll talk to you next time, Nala. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everything you do for us. Thanks for the platform. We really love you, Nyla. I love you, I too. I love you guys, too. Thank you, baby. Thank you. You're welcome, baby. Anytime. And All I'll, right. I'll hit we'll you talk up. to you soon. I get off here. Do. Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Yeah, send me a message and let me know what's going on. The beach and stuff. Yeah, I will. It's been a while, so we need to catch up. Yeah, no, I will. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. well, Chris was on both of your shows the last two times, so that's why. I, yeah, I no, know, I, I know. No, I'm not hating. <laughs> all right, baby. Cool to have him. Yeah, all right, go ahead. He's awesome. Good. Yeah, he, he rocks. Right. So I, I wasn't complaining. <laughs> all right, I'll send you all, all those. And have a good one. Bye. You too, hon. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right. I'm going to give us our next three callers. We have my mommy at 216. We have 504. And we have 863. So, Noreen, you're coming up. And there's two callers and then you, Noreen. So be ready after Moon Cookie's done. All right. 216, you are on the air. I'm present. Can you hear me? Hey, Mommy, you sound awesome. You sound good. Thank you. Um, That was my prompt I put out there for you. How would you like it? I did like it. I used it. (laughs) I'm so happy. So, now, so what do you, you don't want us to do the one that we put. You want us to do somebody else's that you chose out of those. uh, You can do, you can do any of them. You can do any of them. You can write to yours. Okay, uh, I'll write to one of the other ones too. Okay, this is called Cease to Exist. 
the crooks. Demons has caused the earth to crook. Trees and buildings shook. The ground did shake, causing God's anger to elevate, causing earthquakes for goodness sake. Some don't relate when the universe retaliates. They continue to aggressively aggravate, never to appreciate the living God who sends the storms as he warns of his displeasure, never realizing the most high God's rule is forever and ever. The Almighty is exceedingly clever. His will is voracious, ending never. Some fools fail to get the clues. They feel they that they may live forever. Never facing the heat of climate change, the Almighty's will still doth reign, while mortals merely rival and complain. He tries to compete with God's infinite brain. His finite mind has zero understanding. Those who follow his folly are in the same boat. They curse God and gloat. Going down for the third time, realizing too late that they can't stay afloat. Yet, when the sea rages and hurricanes, God Almighty will treat them all the same. God the Father is there with each name. The earth will swallow them as they persist. And soon, and very soon, they'll cease to exist. Poem. Wow. You still throw me when you just say poem at the end because you're all like hip and cool. I'm waiting to hear end poem and it's just, just poem. It's like mic drop. <laughs> that was in, that was incredible, Mama. I'll get trained. I'll I'll get I'll catch on. <laughs> okay, baby. You do whatever you want to do. You're the sweetest pea in the pea pod. Aw, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted you to check to see if you sent me the right necklace back because these don't look like the beads that um, I sent. Um, the necklace I sent back was the one that you sent me, and it broke. All the beads are in there with the, with the. Um, uh, oh, why can't I think of it? Clasp. But they don't look like the same beads. That's why I said, do you have another broke bead bag around there anywhere? Because. Oh, nope, that those are the ones. Hmm. What am I thinking of? I the yellow. St- why can't I think of the name of the yellow? I'm getting old. Amber. Yeah. Yeah, Amber. but these, that's what I'm saying. So I thought I sent you, but that's not what I got. I don't know. Do you want me to? I, yeah, I sent you back with the one with all the amber pieces. Do you want me to send you a picture of the bracelet so you can see it? You got the bracelet. But the, all the beads. Yeah, all the beads and everything, those are all those were all put in there with the pieces of ember uh, amber. My dog's name's Ember. All the pieces of amber in there. So we'll figure was, it out. It was, 
I know I'm going to send you something else because um, I got some more beautiful stones. I think you will really love because I don't. These don't look like what I sent. I don't know what happened to the post office when they split it, or I don't know what happened because these don't look like anything I can remember. They don't even look like amber. I don't know what these things are. So I'll check again, but I'm going to send you something else real soon. Okay. Because um, I'll probably send you something um, that's a heavier type of metal. And I love those pictures you sent. I think you're going to be rich off of those. Let's <laughs> find them. No, seriously. No, unless it's a prank. Those look like something from, like, prehistoric days. You found those? I know, right? Yeah. Wow. That's what that's I do that's... out there. I know. Hey, that means you're going to get lucky. That's because you do it. A lot of people do it. They don't find nothing like that. Mm, that's, that's, <laughs> wow. Man, you got to be lucky to find something like that. That's extraordinary. Well, it's God pretty bless. phenomenal. And yeah, take some pictures. Are you going to read another one, Mommy? No. Um, that okay. wasn't long enough. Unless you want me to read a short one, I could. Uh, let me see. You got people after me. I don't want to keep them waiting that long. Yeah, that would be it. But, um, yeah, take some pictures of those, some real photography of those, and put them in frames. They can sell just like that. I will I will do that. Yeah, you can sell them just like that. Put them in, make, some, make real pictures out of them and put them in frames. Okay. I will do that. Okie dokie, Mommy. I love you. Make, but make sure you sell them. Don't just be giving stuff away. You can sell those. <laughs> All right. I love you so much. All right. Talk to you later. I love you back. You got to take Bye, after Mama. your mommy. You got you to get your hustle on. Okay. I'm All hustling. Right. All right. <laughs> Put them in some nice frames and sell them. And don't sell them cheaply. Yes, yes ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> My mama takes care of me. Okay. Our next caller comes from the moon, where there's lots of cookies. Ah. 504. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me know what looks like on Jupiter and Mars and other words. Hold my hand. We're going to dip some cookies, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, oh, I'm so, oh, it's so good to hear your voice. I was being really too. scared. I had to send a message to make sure you were still breathing because I hadn't heard from you in so long. With everything that's going no. on in the world and COVID and all that stuff, you all make me nervous when you just disappear. All you have to do is send me a message and say, Nyla, I'm going to be gone for a bit. Don't panic. <laughs> Man, I panicked. I seriously panicked. Oh, uh, so good to hear from you. It's I a life, so you know, life just jerky where it got to go. <laughs> you know, it's like putting your hands up on a roller coaster, like, hey, all right, baby, here we go. Oh, Lord, here we go down. <laughs> here we come up. 
It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry, but thank you. That was very, that was very kind. You touched me. You really did. And I was, I was just so humbled that you would be thinking of me with all the multitudes that you have to keep. <laughs> you, you, know? and I, you and I have been friends way before I started this show. A minute, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not just you're not just the face on a profile. You're not just. I mean, you guys, and this goes for all of you. You guys aren't just voices. I know there's a body connected. You are a real person, and and just because you know I've never held the box of cereal that is you doesn't mean that I don't <laughs> love that cereal. You know, to be honest with you. As much as we try to leave that body behind, you know, it just mm-hmm. we have to carry it with us. <laughs> and you and sometimes it's a bitch. God, that body. That's all right. I'm still for now. I'm still the boss. They got to do what I say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. And, and it ain't for never. It ain't never boss. free. Never free. But what you gonna do? And nothing's free in this world. So what you going to do? Just go to it and do what you got to do. So how you been, my baby? Right. I've been really, really good. That's a wonderful thing. Busier than a swarm of locusts, but I've been good. You, are you riding? I am. Oh. And traveling and taking pictures and painting and making costumes and planning a big rendezvous up on Bohemia Mountain and all kinds of crazy stuff. Where's Bohemia Mountain in Bohemia? Bohemia Bohemia Mountain is east of Cottage Grove, Oregon, and it is a huge, giant mountain full of cliffs and razorback turns and straight up and down, and, and there it's an old, really old gold mining community and you know ruins you know and... I'm sorry. I had to ask my. I had to ask Kim if she knew because she's an Oregon girl originally. <laughs> yeah, just Google thinking, Bohemia Mountain, Oregon. I got to. She still says we. She's gonna move us to Tillamook, and I'm like, hey, let's find the money and do it. Uh, I, you know. You moved to born. Tillamook. You and I and sweet little Missy there are going to have a blast doing all kinds of crazy shit. Ow. You know, um, I I was born I was born for New Orleans, you know. But at the same time, I never yeah. stayed here longer than seven years, and I've been here eight now. So you know, you get you get the itch, you get the itch. It's time to go. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, I want to go. Let's go to Tillamook. I'm like, okay, let's go, let's do it. I'm with her. Yeah, I'm voting wants, yes. She just wants the ice cream. <laughs> See me, I'm a cheese eater. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Tillam- there's cheese right there. You can have seafood and cheese, the Tillamook Cheese Factory, and, oh, my God, they have the best squeaky cheese, cheese curd. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I love Tillamook cheese. And we just now mm-hmm. where we can get it here in Louisiana, you know. And, uh, but I'm a, if I go up there, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a hold of some seafood, and I'll just change those people's life, you know. But, um. It ain't the same, and it ain't the same seafood as we have. But at the same time, you know, find a way to make it sing. That's that's what we gotta do. That's 
That's your job <laughs> in life. If if you if yep. you're a cook, if you call yourself a cook, and you know we know your your talents are famous. Well, I want your gumbo, so move to Tillamook. Oh yeah, I will hook you up. I will hook you up. I I can I can throw, I throw as many gumbos as you know. Um, the greatest pitcher got pitches. I I can. You want it? I'll throw it to you that way. Tell me how you want it, and I'll give it to you that way. But you know how they say, if many gallons of gumbo I made in my life, if I don't know now, it's time to quit. <laughs> you know. And I, I mainly only eat gumbo once or twice a year when it starts to get cold. That's that's when we always have gumbo. But but I I never lose the loving to make it, and I never lose loving to eat it. It just happens that that's when we do it. You know, you get those times when, oh, this is the time to make gumbo. You know, so so we do it that way. You know. Well, um, I'm sorry I was going, and we we just got you know life. It's life's terms, and you just got to do them, and we grow. Hopefully, we keep growing, and, and I hope I am. I, every so often, I can peek my head out the cocoon, and then I get snatched back in, and hopefully, <laughs> it's for the better, you know? So, uh, I would like to think that I'm doing things a lot better than I ever did, you know? But every so often, you got to go back and touch on what you had, you know, and... um I got two books now, and I guarantee you it's it's a humbling thing trying to sell two books because apparently, you know, I write with a niche in a niche that is not for, for the whole world, and that's okay because you have to write what it is, and if you're true to the story, it'll come, and that's okay. It don't matter if nobody ever buys it. It had to be what it was, you know? But yeah. um, but I learned a lot. So, amen on that. Amen um, on that. What are you gonna read for us tonight, baby? I was gonna. I was. I had a couple of things, and then I said because I had one. I wrote a a, um, a sonnet for Audrey that was kind of unique um, as a sonnet because I I just took the rhymes and moved them from the ends to the beginning. But then I went to read over it, and it was. It's it didn't agree with me. I have to I have to go back and rework it. You know how I do. So I'm gonna read. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to a little a little dumpling. Um, and it's uh like my old style. Um, like when we first got to know each other of um, you know narrate narrative um, bardy mythology type thing. Um, and it's a it's a, a story of uh, you know two brothers getting together, so um, two two brother gods getting together, and that's kind of uh, it's been a long time since I did that, so I decided to do it again. This one is called Ben Sung. Still, in scented breezes, lilt on willow boughs by tender nettles, stingless steps. A mythic sigh where memory chiseled entrance lies filled with shallow laudanum brooks, ferment swish and wash and murk, laughter echoes, distress dies, settles in accepting soil, dirt of ash and beetle shite, 
banners, glory, quiet, white, pulsed veins, purple pounds alone, moles and worms affect the throes, love encants in compost glow. In winsome silence, Baba swears on stars of tallow in sweet despair, orphaned by his mother muse, Dave's lonely solitude, Fat Tom Tiger feels his age, curses immortality, dies in folly, whims arrayed till fun is bled and blue gains reign. Still assembled leaves and stem filled the face and mindless fiddle. Notions tickle potions brewing, glowing cauldrons God dreams stew. Way tomorrow, morrow's, tomorrow's morrow bland. Million morrows silted bed, fertile as a mat of bones, webbed, shawled, thrown, a swill distilled of rock and glue. Is this plot all the sum of it, a fret and fit of love but lower, useless as a god in prayer? What's a game without the thrill? Witless swept his mask of leaves, whisked away in flushing gale less and less till less as state of being kills where joys would mate with fitting tale. Smith of stale material, windless sail inferior, stick and stroke too trivial to steer by pokes. A dolphin's joke with gulls in volley pitch their whales. Queer whistling gusts from shrill birth mirth Trollied songs of Bombadil. Hey, Mary Doe, Mary Doe, ring a dong a dillo. What was dull? Now spectrum casts, floral hues, effulgent blasts, vast as childhood's wonder vent. Drag queen glittered fabulous. Cubbish zeal through polished calm, cubbish fears as baby hunters tumble scrum. Their bold souls bloom. Spark to plume, his gloom was plundered. Young hearts burned those tombs for kindling. Brothers rumbled, memories sizzled. Green man chuckled mischievously. Brother covetous again, can't to fuller piddles come. Baba's heart again beat strong, hugged the green man. Hi, Abram. Brother, bother, why with me? I'm peaceful here, ignored by trees. You have worlds to turn and bend, lives to make and some to break, lessons of awakening. I, for will, like one card flip, one die trip, no move to give. Be the brilliance you begat, Lord of Light, Pop I Sid. You are life from log to seed. I'm bruised, a wasp sucked fig. I'm used, dissolved, fog thin. Without the dew to wet a root, this is all. My worth withdrew with every errant shoe I threw. Brown sat up, judge straight and stiff. He shook his head and licked his lips, lit his bowl and pulled his skin, ruby stream not touching chin, and passed it to his brother's hand. No stream but boat struck into him again, my brother, do indulge. 
I've no more a task to call. I'm always with you here always. Finger, fingers we are to reach for teaching man of land and sea and trees indomitably majesty. Songs, mastery, and command, but not never not of the same hand. Forget me not as I can't you. Minds to plant and nurture through. Yours to tune the moon and breathe in harmonies of memory stain. Should you lose your blessed aim, remember, this is just a game. All the floor smiled with Brahm. Baba sighed. His brother's lines left Angus, young and haunt for crumbs in lesser psalms of sad caprice. Game is playing. It's a sad, sad joke's rude. Do you recall what lunatic cast us bare, this silly saga's languid laugh? Brom, you proved this farce as theirs, a buffoon's robe, my best to wear. Maybe they'll forget me yet. Let me spread like spit in seas of desolation, solvent peace. See, my memory's cheap in half. The green man feigned epiphany as atlas-shouldered worlds of quips barely bore in Quasimodo cooked dip. Suicide when one can't die is much a bigger giggle shared. Slap a bear, kick dragon's nuts, Feel the shred and burn and cut. It's meaningless. Your gain, your grave of woe is nothing but a pity rut. Pluck the strings and strum the chords. David never gripped a pair. Hammer, zephyr, pipe, organs, and soon will sprout our prodigy, our Emily Bear, our new Wolfie. Once you conjured rock and roll of Baroque stiff staccato notes and romance with a tribal bend. Sing there to Beethoven, spell a swoon buffoons can't do. Brother, these are ours to spore, our ode to joy, our rhapsody, time for jimby jams of lust, sit in with comely osuras. For giant step blistered beats of cashmere till the levee breaks, brother, We could use the rain, simple spurts of vision rain. Purpose blames the heart on head, bows to reason, passion left, a gift to free proud barren brows, a wealth and sandlots to a cow. You're meant for here, this minute now. Now to now is all that is, or ever been, or worth your wit, blessed, are we of the tribes, the turn of life, the trembled vibes? Feel this ruse and nuance bits in blues of gypsy mixolydian. Bobby Fats knew and hit the skin, stood act strapped with dominant grand blades of rift smooth moonshine's kiss, and shook skies across all meridians. Allons, don't see on, mon frere. Hoopy-yai, on babies, they spray in double time, on bunk jump, roots in second line. Baba shrugged, what what the fuck? A final question slipped his gut. But brother, all we've done, what gives? 
The green man chuckled in smoke ring valleys. Put your bread in the river, bruh. Forget it today. May feed 20 children or sink straight away. It's only a game, but it's ours to play. In poem. Amazing. You know, it was funny you were reading that, and the line that stuck out to me most, the, like the, the most vivid imagery out of all the lines, which you like the imagery king, was where you talked about kicking a dragon in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just I'm trying to picture that, you know, thinking about, you know, what kind of power someone must feel inside if they're brave enough to walk up and kick a dragon in the nuts. Right? How reckless, yeah. how brave, how whatever. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kinda of, oh, kind of like so that funny. line too. I don't know about King of Imagery. Uh my maestro kinda of has that locked down and, and my brother um Cutter, who who is Brahm to me. Um but yeah, they those guys are those guys are the shit. Not just I'm the I'm the the one that runs behind and picks up their crumbs. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, of being a part of them anyway. So thank you though. That was very, very kind of you. And I know you're always so generous to me, but yeah, you know, kick a dragon in the nuts and then find out what happens. It's, it's not really a great point to it. (laughs) You're about to get fucked up. <laughs> exactly. Well, All right, my darling. My story. All right. Well, um, um, it's good to talk to you, my heart, and uh, I miss you. And um, it just happens that you know, usually I'd be working all day, and by this time I, I would have to go get horizontal, and um, so I haven't haven't been around much to call but it's not because i i don't think of you and and think of you know everybody here and um i'm always i'm always here in in heart anyway and um so i, I, I know you all. love me yes oh love that's a that we make love impotent with how i feel for you it's just like eh, nothing compared to where the real feeling is, but we ain't made a word for that yet. So, right. Um, well, I'm with the misses. I think that you guys need to move to Tillamook just once more throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. We coming. We could probably, we could actually probably live there cheaper and that would be, <laughs> that would be an amazing thing. But, um, Oh, no doubt. Oh, and then cheese. Oh my God. Cheese. And, um, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what she says. Got to be cheaper there. But she, yeah, she was. Where were you? You were born in Portland, babe. She was born in Portland, so um, it would be a homecoming for her. And her her grandmother lived in Grants Pass for a long time. So um, anyway, it's it's like a thing that we bat around, you know, but. What, what, you know, you can only do what you can do in this economy. Um, and then when I come, we're going to get together. And, oh, Lord, I guarantee you the, fighters are, the, the fires are going to burn brighter that night. Eh? Right. I believe. Definitely. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, I would tell 
people how to find me, which is just on Moon Cookie on Facebook. I'm I'm really not there um, very often um, since all the rhetoric started. But um, other than that, you know, anybody wants to get a hold of me there can get a hold of me. And um, I haven't really been much into the poetry lately. Um, I, I still read and I still listen, and um, but I didn't have much to offer. I, and so I I don't want to call here for nothing. And um, anyway, um, I love y'all all and each one all by yourself. And um, I hopefully I'll, I'll be able to be back. Maybe I'll have something else new. And you know you can you you know how to get in touch with me. Please never let me miss a chance to help my my darling. Love you so much, dear man. And we will most definitely talk to you soon. Okay. Y'all have a good and let let you say let the real poets come, like Mike says. Let, <laughs> let the real poets come on now. All right. I love good you, night. my baby. Love you, you have guys. a great night. Hugs Bye-bye. to both of you. Night night. Thank you. Okay, Miss Noreen, I'm going to be unmuting you next. Heads up. And I'm just going to talk for a second so you'll know. So we've got our next three callers. We have 863-815 and 585. But we also have William. I'm going to check with you. In fact, I'm going to check with you real quick. Because if you do want to come on, then I see you just joined the chat room. If you want to come on the air, can you let me know in the chat room so I don't unmute you in case you don't want to come on? So someone asked William to if he's going to come on. He does want to come on? What? He does. Who does? Okay. All right. William, you're going to be next after Noreen. Okay. Let's grab Noreen. Um, hello, Nyla. This is Noreen. Okay. I did not know that. I am so surprised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You Thank doing? you for introducing yourself. I am doing really good, okay. honey. It's good You're to welcome. hear from you. Okay, and it's good to hear from you too. And and I and I I apologize because about the mowing, I want to finish it, but I didn't finish it um, Sunday night because the, 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 my next door neighbor came over and talked to me, so um, I to let him um, bring his horse over next night. But I didn't know it was going to be um, you know twenty four seven either. Oh, he's letting his horse eat your grass? That's awesome. Yes. That's the kind of lawnmower yes. I want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I found out it was him who mowed my yard, front yard. I asked him how much to owe you. He said nothing. Oh, see, so, I love that you have someone like that near you. Yes, yes, because I don't know him that well. And, um, but um, Gary never got to meet him because he moved here. I think he moved here probably... Um, after, um, but Gary would love him though. Would love him. He would have been friends with him. And um, um, I think it was after he got passed away. Hmm. All right. So what I'm going to have you do because we've got yes. a few callers on hold. Yes. We've got 19 minutes left in the show, so we will be going into our archived hour. Okay. Um, but just go ahead and read your your poems and Gary's poems. Yes. And I'll comment at the end. 
Okay, okay. And Gary's poem, first one is, Oh, the cat had a tail. Oh, the cat had a tail that looked like a rat. He chased his tail till he died like that. Oh, it's better to forget about the rat race. Just live your life. Don't die like that. Go cut it off. Stop. Go somewhere. It's a big world out there. There's a place for you somewhere. From a stubby-tailed cat. Ever see one? Love ya. I'm happy now. I'm glad it's done. The end. That was Gary's. Okay. And his um. next one is um, Trapped. Okay. My car was at a streetlight the other day when the green one turned to yellow. It needed to turn left. Okay, now, my car can go. Yes, whoops, hold it. Here comes a fire truck, 50 miles per hour, heading into the intersection. Wow, now here comes an ambulance, 60 miles per hour. My car had better wait. Wow, now here comes a police car. 70 miles per hour, closing the gap in the race. My car had better wait. Well, now, here comes some kid 90 miles per hour in his hot rod Lincoln. He looked at his friend and said, We can catch him. I can beat that light. Yeah, now we can hurry and go. A few days later, I got a letter from the DMV, a ticket for running a red light at First and Central, please remit 250 or show up in court this October 2012, 8 a.m. I said, honey, what were you doing in town on this day? You know you can't drive without a licensed driver. Honey, she said, I was giving a present for your birthday. I traded a shotgun and a pair of roller skates I bought for you to Janet while sitting at a light on First and Central. She gave me that TV you're watching right now. Hey, look there on your on your news. Isn't that your car running a red light? Isn't that poetry in motion? That's my poetry, and I'm sticking to it. Philadelphia Lawyer, the end. <laughs> okay. And now for now, yours? Okay, um, I have a um, the, um, a haiku, a the poem of place, and it's um, called home. Okay, called our home, filled with love, joy, peace, filled with memories, good, bad, the best place to be. The end. Okay. And I got another poem of place. Uh, it's a double haiku called the library. Travel the world wide and w- without leaving your seat. Gain knowledge, wisdom. The, get, meet new friends for life, whether they are alive or dead. The best place to go. The end. You did a great job on all of those, Noreen. Okay, uh, thank you. You are very welcome. Did you post okay. the poems of place on my page? No, no, but I, I will do that tonight. Okay, make sure you do, especially before the 31st, so that you'll be entered into the drawing. Okay, I sure will. Okay, okay, and I, I still right, owe honey. you. I still owe you um a photo 
uh, photos for you all, you and Martha. Now I want a, I want a picture of you and the horse now. Okay. Oh, no, I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm by myself. I didn't know I was scared of a horse till I started going outside. And, and it just looked at me. So, and um, I found out um, horses, uh, I'll try to do it. I'm going to try to get don't, over this if it fear. Scares you, if it scares you, just, you know what? Just go out with the horse and stand out around it. They're really gentle, unless it's a mean horse. But I don't think it's a mean horse. Is it, They're I really sweet. It's a big horse. Yes. And, all it, and, and I should see it eating grass everywhere, except when it did see me, it, it did stop and look at me. Because it wants to be your friend. Oh, okay. 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 Do you know that I used to break... Wild Mustangs for the BLM when I lived in Wyoming? No, what was it? I used to break wild Mustangs, wild horses. Wow. The BLM would do their Mustang runs. Yep, I love horses. Wow. All right, Miss Noreen, tell everyone how to find you. Okay, you can find Gary in, in my books, um, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder um, on Amazon.com off um only four of our books and my very first one and um, that is out of print you can get it from me still and you can also um, um, you can find us on Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry and you can find Gary on um, facebook dot com reverbnation dot com and um, poetrypoem dot com and you can find me on um, uh, PoetryPoem.com, ReverbNation.com, and um, Facebook.com. And um, you can find us on Coffee, front slash Gary and Noreen. And you can also find us on the Poetry Club, and you can find us on the Poetry Club every... Um, Every Saturday night at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, um, the uh, the Poetry Club Saturday Night Show, and then you can also um, um, I just had a show, the Have a Chat with Poet Noreen, this past uh, Monday night. You can see the archives, and and um, I will have one again next month, and um, and then um, you can also find us on here. Okay. Every Thursday Very night cool. I'm here. Yes. Yes, yes, you can. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, honey. Great job. Okay. And, and and don't be afraid of the horse. Don't go charging right up to it. The thing with horses is they're like they're like two-year-olds. They'll do anything you want if they understand what you want them to do. So okay. go stand out there and watch him, and he'll look at you, and he'll learn to trust you, and he'll come over, and and you can feed him by hand, and... And but let him come to you. Do it on let the okay. horse do it on his terms. But you'll okay. love you'll love spending time around him. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon, honey. Thank you. Okay. Okay, you're welcome. We'll talk to you again. Okay. 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 Good night. I'll see you later. Good night. All right. So we're gonna grab Mr. Beck who's been waiting patiently, and I did not see in the chat room that he was going to come on. So I apologize for that. I have him on the list. He would have been two callers ago. Poor guy. I'm so mean. 
Mr. Beck, who is looking all handsome in his suit and tie, you are on the air. Maybe. Now you're on the air. I think you're on the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's been a while, huh? It has. It has been. So um, I will spare the chit-chat because I know we probably have other people on here, right, that want to read? Yeah, so, I mean, there's like a ton of people call in last minute. What's wrong with you guys? I'm on for three hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you want me to just jump into it? Uh, this poem's called Sister Take My Hand. It's dedicated to um, people struggling, people who have known people in crisis or who have taken their lives or who are having difficulty. And it's called Sister Take My Hand. Okay. Okay. And here we go. Uh, there may have been a time when I was down and out. Didn't think I had any friends, no one to help me out. Then you reached out your hand, just us two all alone. You were the only one to understand this prince on a lonely throne. Now here we are again. I see you standing on the brink. And I extend my outstretched hand, and you just need to stop and think. You think you have no friends, but you know that that's not true. You don't know the hell this world would be if we had to live with it in, live in it without you. Now you feel down and out. I know you think you've sinned. You don't know there's an army of angels waiting to help you if you just let us in. And here we are again, just us two against the world. And I'm ready to fight with you and make our stand, but you've got to let your flag unfurl. You think you're on the losing side of a long forgotten war because you've lost so many battles and we've seen this all before. But I will tell you now, this is a war that you will win and I am taking the time to show you how, if you just let me in. Now you went off this ledge, and I can see you're scared. You did not know there are people who love you. You didn't know we really care. Maybe you think I don't understand, but now I know what it takes to love you. I've learned how to be a man. Won't you understand? Just take my shaking hand, and I'll help you through this troubled land. And that's it. Thank you. You're very welcome. That was awesome to hear. It's awesome to hear you read. Thank you. Um, do we have time for one more? Yes, we're going to go into the archives anyway, so I want to give everyone a chance to read both of them. So, yes, please. Okay. Um, I think this may have come out of a prompt. I went back and looked at this, and I didn't remember that I wrote it. Um, but I think this may have come out of one of your prompts some time ago, pre-COVID, and it's called All the Alchemists Are Dead. This is a little moody, and you know, but here we go. All the Alchemists Are Dead. The sun is covered in blood, 
The rivers are choked with lead. The wizards have no magic to save us, and all the alchemists are dead. The theaters and the churches are silent. No more will any books be read. Astrologers see dire signs in the heavens, and all the alchemists are dead. Wise words no more will be spoken. Fear brings silence. So much will be left unsaid. The reaper leaves humanity a vile token, and all the alchemists are dead. And so it seems an ending night is falling. The starving and the needy will not be fed. No changes of fear to hope, of blood to wine, of dust to bread. There will be no miraculous transmutations. For all the alchemists are dead. It's a little happy bedtime poem, right? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. That was end poem? That was the end. <laughs> okay, awesome. Sorry about that. I'm glad that you were able to call in tonight. I'm sorry I missed that. And then you had to wait a couple callers. That's um, all right. I will be, be much more attentive next time. Or shoot me a message and let me know. I don't know if is can are you able to press one on a keypad with that? Um, I'm figuring this. It seems like you change your technology a little bit. Um, and maybe it'll be easier just for me to to call on the phone. Maybe that'll be easier. Um, so you use you use the call in from the. They did actually just change that. In fact, there's a notice on my studio from text right now letting me know that there's been changes. Yeah, um, but may, maybe uh, next time I'll just call on the phone. I'm on, on the computer now. But um, okay, you know, well, you're sounding but, great. Thank you so much. You got to get down to the Jersey Shore. It's got a pretty. Um, Osbury Park has a pretty um, groovy um, open mic scene going on, and a lot of other towns do too. You know, if I do, when I get, if I do, I'll get a hold of you, and we could probably find a location and do um, like a live impromptu speakeasy night somewhere. Uh, sure. Well, I could see about getting in touch with some people. I'm just getting back out from COVID and other things. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, we'll talk more about that another time so that uh, no one uh, on here puts the whammy on me um, who's waiting <laughs> to read. Right? But right, wonderful right. to hear you. Um, I'm glad you're, uh, you're doing okay. And um, uh, it seems like everything's flourishing. And, um, um, oh, how can I be reached? Um, uh, William M. Beck Facebook for now. I've got to get with my own website and all that jazz, but uh, one step at a time. Uh, you know, so that's how you can reach me. Okie dokie. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. And we talk to you again soon. Well, you are awesome and perfect, and take care. <laughs> Good night, honey. Good night. All right. So our next callers come from 815-585-347 and 807. Those are our last callers for the evening. So let's go ahead and grab 815-815. You're on the air. 
815, are you with me? Are you muted? Check your mute button, 815. All right, we're going to take the next caller and come back to 815-585. You are on the air. Well, hello. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart. Yes, I am here. I'm unmuted, and I can hear you. I hope that person. I gets always the love it when I hear your voice on the line. <laughs> well, great. Then I'll put, then I'll keep my voice on the line as many Thursdays as I can. Yes, sir. Um, let me see. So this is a story. Uh, so I'm not used to reading stories. It might be a little different. Anyway, this is called "Where They Lost Me," Reverend Deke. I don't know if I read this here before. I don't think so. On a Sunday morning like any other, we were cleaned up and happy to be together. My sister and brother were older than nine and seven years old. I was five and somehow never managed to be on the same wavelength as they. They liked getting dressed up and going to church. I only liked getting dressed up and going any place with the two of them, even if it was church. There was something about church I hadn't quite warmed up to, not before and not on this Sunday morning. See, the preacher was dancing up and down the makeshift pews. In the defunct Harlem grocery store turned church, he extolled the majestic goodness of Jesus. In the rickety folding chairs, the women rocked and swayed and fanned themselves in the heat of this hot windowless enclosure. Sweat popped off the furrowed brow of Reverend Deke as the good church sister stepped up, handed him a small towel, and tried to comfort him with an oyster-shaped fan, a fan adorned with a picture of baby Jesus surrounded by lambs. Oh, children, I feel all right this morning. I come here to tell you about the goodness of the Lord. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. I've got good news this morning, children. I'm talking about the Son of God. Jesus come back from the dead, resurrected to deliver you and I from sin. I am talking about a man who faced the ultimate test of faith, who died a horrible death on the cross. Y'all know about it, don't you? See, so that you and I might be saved by God's grace. God's grace. Amen? I believe I heard somebody say amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Reverend Deke was as animated and dynamic in that makeshift 117th Street storefront church as was James Brown appearing at the Apollo Theater about a half mile up 8th Avenue. His hands were manicured, sporting shiny, clear, polished fingernails, which flourished dramatically as he made grand gestures. He wore several diamond rings. The church sisters hung on to his every word and offered him every manner of assistance allowable in public places. One would scurry up to the makeshift pulpit, bring him ice water, while another would fan away the heat from in front of his sweaty face. Some would just stand in front of him, front few sitters be damned, waiting to joyously respond to his every exhortation. Others in the pews occasionally rolled their eyes and adjusted their colorful, ornate church hats, crowns as they have become known. There were, there, were, there were not many men present, but plenty of boys. We were scrubbed and cleaned, our hair greased and combed, 
often wearing a white shirt or a tie and a, and a sport coat an older brother had worn a season ago. The men who were there were the diehards who had done this all their lives. Born mostly in the South, for them, church on Sundays was an immutable part of, of their life as the back-breaking, low-paying work on other days. They lent deep, rich, emotive voices to the choir or when the church joined in cathartic song. Their callous hands clapped the loudest, like bass drums, on the beat, while the women double-clapped or soul-clapped in metronomic rhythm. We, the boys of Harlem, squirmed and rocked, in our, rocked on our hands in our seats. We were there for our souls to be saved. Or was it that we were really unwilling surrogates for our mothers who were too busy to attend and fathers who were absent or just didn't care? The thing about going to church was that it automatically presented a moral dilemma. My mother always made sure I had a nickel to put in the collection plate. This was pretty standard for Harlem families and their church-going kids in the 1950s. But I had seen some kids spend their nickels on the, at the candy store on the way to church. In fact, the church sisters often handed out candy to the children, maybe to mitigate against this type of transgression. More than once, I wondered how Ma would know if I spent mine, and worse, if God would know and punish me. So in spite of the temptation, I always dropped my nickel in that plate. Church gave me pause. There were tales of an angry, punitive God, the story of the crucifixion of Christ, and more, his hounding by a bloodthirsty mob were terrifying to me. Worse than that, in the 1950s, with its public and cinematic fascination with science fiction and the supernatural, the story of the resurrection of Christ after such a horrific death made my skin crawl. And it seemed to me that one went to church to hear about terrible, improbable things that were not right. Yet, I could feel the communal spirit of the people, poor and black like me, joined in common cause. To this day, that feeling of fellowship has never left me. As much as that was a part of the experience, as much as that part of the experience was of the experience was comforting, it tended to heighten the dissonance of also having such unease and trepidation over so much of the rest of it. When he collected, when the collection plate was passed, some of Harlem's poorest residents faithfully dropped their nickels and dimes in. Reverend Deke seemed especially pleased and was joined in song by the clapping and, and, clapping and tambourine banging of the older sisters who stood by him to attend this church business. Shortly afterward, the service ended as they sang and we began to leave. As we began to file out, there was a mixture of the adults' congenial conversation and the children's impatient jostling to finally get out of church. We were in such close quarters we could feel and smell each other's sweat, the women's perfume, the old the, the men's old spice cologne, and all of our Nadanola, Dixie Peach, and a myriad of other hairdressings. On the street, the gathering of worshipers began to break up. In a scene repeated across other Harlem neighborhoods and in black communities everywhere, groups of two, three, or more set out walking home dressed in their finest. 
now properly anointed and having some soul insurance against the peccadilloes that might come their way. They were ready for the week. Reverend Deke stood in the doorway, resplendent in a white suit and black and, and white uh, patent leather shoes that gleamed as lustrous as his cold black processed hair. One of the younger church sisters, an attractive young woman in her mid-twenties, carried a package to a car parked at the curb. It was the Reverend's car, a 1957 Lincoln Continental Mark II. In a quick and certain calculation which can only come so unerringly and so absolutely to a child, when my eyes looked at the car, my mind flashed back to the church, the poor southern-born Harlemite, their coins on the collection plate, and the flair and ease with which Reverend Deke mollified his flock. I understood in that moment that they were his flock, as certainly as if they were sheep or geese flying in formation behind a leader whose destination was known only to him. And I realized, too, that I had thought of this flock as them, not us. The ease with which everyone else accepted the crucifixion and resurrection stories that made me, made me so unhappy made sense to me now. The fact that neither of my parents attended church was no longer a source of my feeling that they were somehow remiss. I felt I was more like them than they knew, but I couldn't tell them that. And I was happy for that and headed home. I knew that my parents insisted at, that at my parents' insistence, I would have to continue to attend church on Sunday. But it didn't worry me now. I had found a portal through which I knew the truth could be found. It may have been the first truly independent thought to germinate in my five-year-old brain. From that point on, my thoughts and feelings never changed. I would hate to give the false impression, give a false impression by suggesting that I was young and wise beyond my, my years. But something, too many things, just didn't seem right. And I know that this is where they lost me on that Sunday morning in a Harlem church. And that was incredible. It was like, like I was sitting there. And I love the part where you talked about the women dressing their hats that had become crowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that those was are amazing. vivid, very vivid memories. And, you know, I remember feeling something wasn't right because we were all poor. We all knew that we were all poor, but we always somehow were dropping money in this plate. And this man had a brand new car, you know, and something in Mm -hmm. my little brain clicked onto the right and wrong. It wasn't adding up. And if that wasn't the whole thing, I need to really think twice about. Man stopped serving God a long time ago and has now made God serve him. Churches and religion has become a business. May be the case. But, you know, even the way that it's all promoted to you um, may be unwise, you know, if we don't want to assign any any, um, malfeasance to it, it may be just unwise because Again, as I said in the story, it was the 1950s. All we had were monster stories, science fiction, 
You know, that's that was involved then. And I can remember being afraid to walk in rooms after coming from church because there's a story mm-hmm. about a man rising from his grave, and no, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> I love it. You know, you know, children don't. Children don't understand metaphors or things like that. You know, we children take things very literally. Words are words, and they mean what they mean. So, so yeah. <laughs> You could, there's there's grown people you couldn't tell that's a metaphor. What do you mean a metaphor? What is a metaphor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, that. So that was a memory that came to me one day. I just wrote it down. I, I would rewrite it, except that it's so raw as to exactly exactly what happened, and I decided to leave it alone. I would rewrite it and. and you know, dress it up a little bit more, but it's what happened, and it's exactly how I remembered it. I think it was perfect. Okay. Well, if you think so, then I'll take that. Yes, sir. Hey, are you going to read two? I can. Um, I wondered about that, um, but let me just see. So here's the Um, and with this, I would like to say hello to Lady A if she's here, or if she's not, she she may hear that I said hello to her because I did do read this on our show here uh, at one point, and she sent me a comment. So this appeared in AllPoetry.com. It's called Schoolyard Halloween. Wood shutters banging open and closed. Halloween and whistling winds scrape lifeless vines against brick walls. Blow fallen leaves up from the ground. Little wolfmen, Elvira's pumpkin heads, fill plastic bags with sugary treats. Raggedy brown boy looks like Stiney begs with upturned derby held out. Halloween and the ghosts mingle in the old school hard, schoolhouse yard with those who make believe that they are them, the undead. On these grounds of horror, buried beneath polite history, lie crudely interred bodies, children of native sons, black bonds, sent here to be civilized, taught the rudiments of reading and writing, of reading and spelling and arithmetic, and obedience to the schoolmaster's state and church. Red and brown-hued girls dressed in rags watch the squaw and vampire costumes on parade on a parade of pretense without fear, pretending to fear all. I'm sorry, pretending to a fear once all too real. This old school sits atop a hill. It charges hoisted away from families whose play at Halloween is a pale ghost of the real horrors. Here they had lived and here they died, exhorted by the paddle and the lash to study and pray and work hard to accept that this was God's will. Here an upturned twig just might be a bone from a shallow grave, a stone, a sod-filled skull, a little black a little boy with a derby, just another undead and poem. Incredible. 
I'm glad I asked you to read too. Always. <laughs> Always more, right? Never <laughs> happy am I. More. Well, I, that's that's the way to be, though, you know. Push it, push it, push it. I, I believe in that. <laughs> All right, my sweet darling. Tell everyone how they can come visit you. Yeah. Well, my writing, my name is Douglas Curry, and I can be found on Facebook as Douglas Curry. And um, my writings can be found on allpoetry.com. And, of course, I invite everyone to listen to the radio shows that I do. The show is called Blacks and Blues. It comes on Friday night at 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time at WRUR.org. And on Saturday night for one hour at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB.org. And I invite your attention to that and to the poetry and I, you know, just look forward to any chance that we have to intermingle. Exactly. Me too. All right, sweetie. We'll Thank talk to you, you next week. Uh, okay, hon. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Back up here and see if Gina's back with us. Gina, are you there? I am. Are I was mute? getting the grocery delivery muted? and I had to bring <laughs> stuff in the house. So I couldn't speak and I didn't realize that you had gotten to me. That is a-okay. What do you have for us tonight, love? Okay, sis, I'm going to do one because I've been invited to a couple of other mics and I need to rapidly spit my piece and then get there. Oh, my God, my daughter made it home already. Let me text her back. Excellent. Okay. So she dropped off my groceries because she knows I can't people. And I appreciate that about her. I did not write to the prompts, but I will make sure that I do so next week because I like to, you know, um, do my due diligence because I know that that's the reason why you have prompts. But my prompts came from a mic that I was on last night at Epiphany, and um, Diva's at Epiphany asked last night, um, would you tell a friend if, they were having delusions of grandeur and thought that their next great idea was going to make them a millionaire. And I said, I don't have a person in my life who's like that, but I have a cousin who's married to someone who reminds me of your prompt. And this is what I wrote. And I titled it, Your Light. I see beauty. Almost every single day. See, I'm related to lovely women and handsome men and attractive kids, and it just is what it is. Forrest Gump's mom told him that pretty is as pretty does. I see that in my cuz. She's so stunning, it ain't even funny. Yet she's settling. For a self-described brilliant, he calls himself a genius man, who we all see. As an educated dummy, she drank the Kool-Aid. They got married. His levels of foolishness are very little. Will I tell her his bright ideals or our delusions of grandeur? No, I will not. But that inspired the poetry for me tonight, so all I can say is nah. She's not going to get the bad news from me. 
get rich is his focus. No rhyme or reason could change his perspective. Her vision and hearing is selective. She cheers on his fuckery on social media through photos and posts. She brags, he boasts. We cringe at each shenanigan, but I'm over him while praying that she sees the light because she's luminous and he's ridiculous. And one day, soon hopefully, the light bulb above her head will tell her what we all know. Until then, I will hold my tongue in peace. That was amazing. That was amazing. And heartbreaking. I've been where she is, and I drank the Kool-Aid, too, and I thought that my second ex-husband, because he was a musician, he was so talented. I told him, I said, you don't read sheet music, but you can play anything that you ever heard before by ear. That's a gift, sir. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's do this. And he said, what is it that you want me to do? That I want you to shine bright like a diamond. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. You know what he said? I just played my guitar in church, and I'm not looking to become a star. But that's okay for you, Gina. And I said, apparently it is. But the crazy thing about it was I thought that that was the destiny for us, and it could also be his. He didn't see it. The only thing that he saw was the fact that he could play the guitar. And what I saw was brilliance. And that was okay. That's our marriage ended when he became a new daddy while we were newlyweds. That's all I got to say. Wow. I don't even know how to respond to that. You don't have to. And I'll tell you this, Nala, this is the wonderful thing about poetry. It can stand on its own. So that's actually an MP3 that was pulled out and recorded by um, Clarence Ferguson, Jr., a.k.a. Dexter, a.k.a. my big bro. I'm his DD, <laughs> and he did that for me last night because he was in queue and he heard me when I spitted live. So I'll send it to you. And then you'll have that track. And maybe one day you'll open and close your show here at the Speakeasy Cafe with it. But the reality is this. I do poetry because it's therapeutic for me. And I saw my therapist today. And I've been going through a lot. And now I'm in a good headspace. So I thank you, the Speakeasy Cafe, and everybody who listens to my poetry worldwide for this. Because if it wasn't for y'all, It'd be no me. Well, I love you dearly, and I think you did a fantastic job on that, and it was emotional and just amazing. Thank you, sister. And I love you. I, I love you mama. dearly, hon. I, I love you, too. I heard Mama all the you, so that's our Mama. So, hey, Mommy, I heard you. So what I'm going to do is yield my mic. I will let the poets know, however. I am Gina with an E, storm like inclement weather. You can find me anywhere that poetry is. But this weekend, you can find me at 1 Central, 2 Eastern, 
in the kitchen on Clubhouse. You can find me at 8 Central, 9 Eastern on Epiphany Radio. We're going to have an interview with essentially Janice because I think that she is amazing. You can call in at 319-527-6300, press 1 to get in queue. And on Sunday, you can catch me in the living room on Clubhouse and Small House of Poetry with just Jay, myself, and the whole Small House family at 6 Central, 7 Eastern, every Sunday night, and at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, every Monday. You can catch us at the AM Drive. It's like a call-in radio talk show where you will be looking for all of the shenanigans that go on between the hosts as well as scruples questions and facts of the day as well as the black history facts and what's in your cup and how is the weather where you are. That's a good way to start (laughs) your week. If you're on Clubhouse, come through and find out what we have to do. And you can also find Gina with any storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day everywhere that poetry can be found, including every Thursday night through my sister Nyla at Speakeasy Cafe. And I yield my mic. Thank you, sweetheart. And you're actually, I lost Robbie, and we had Star here, and I'm really sad that they're gone. Their calls dropped or something. So you're closing out the show with me. Appreciate you oh, being indeed. here. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. Thank so you, go out there to those I other shows and be brilliant. I love you too, honey girl. We'll I'm talk to you soon, love. To, and if it doesn't happen this year, then next year for sure. Waffle House, me and you. Waffle go. House, right? We're going to meet in Colorado and go out there. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Let's do this. I love my sister, All y'all. Right. Call in every Thursday night. Love you, too, honey. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Thank you all for being here, both listeners and readers. I'm really sorry that something happened to Star and Robbie. We were not able to get them on. That makes me very sad. I have not talked to Star in a long, long time and was very excited to see her on the line. Hopefully, we can get them to call in again next week. You guys go out and experience life, make some messes, have fun, and write about it. (laughs) I'm going to close this show with a piece by Jots for Sanity called Dear Me, and we will see you next week. Good night, everyone. I wanted you to love me like the way you so easily loved others, unconditionally, without motive or gains. I wanted you to love me when I woke in the morning, when I stepped off the scale, when I looked in the mirror with tears in my eyes, when my skin just didn't fit right, when I felt insecure and scared. Oh, how I wanted you to love me for who I was and all my imperfections, to scream, you are not less than I just wanted you to love me, like the way you so easily loved others, 
unconditionally without motive or gains. <laughs> 